step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChampaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, this is Sam Whitworth. I play Davis Bloom, a.k.a. Doomsday on Smallville. And you are listening to the Always Hold On to Smallville podcast. <laughs> Welcome to Always On to Smallville. In this podcast, we talk about each and every episode of The Young Superman Show that ran from 2001 to 2011 on the WB and the CW. I'm your host, Zach Moore, and joining me this time from Always, hold on to Arrow, Mr. Cavante Chillis. What's up, Cavante? Hey, man. How's it going? Glad to be back. I'm making it. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's all we can do sometimes. (laughs) So why are you here, Kev? We are talking about... The Green Arrow flashback episode of Smallville. That's right. <laughs> Smallville did it first. You know, we, we were we were we were messaging you know before this, and uh, I, I think I've been on record on on microphone talking about like, oh yeah, that horrible Green Arrow flashback episode. I think I've said that <laughs> in a podcast before. Probably because you yeah. think about this and you think about Arrow, and you're like, hmm. and I think that's why. Yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> it's a new gift, new meme going around. It's Thanos. <laughs> perhaps i treated you too harshly and that's what i sent you uh so yeah. that's just a little preview of what of what you're gonna hear from us because if you if you were thinking this is gonna be a little hate fest about that horrible green arrow flashback episode of smallville you're incorrect no uh, this is quite a good episode it's a good this is when smallville this is early season eight when everyone's very yeah. skeptical and questioning like should the show even be continuing now yeah. and it was winning people over week to week and and uh i remember why now we're gonna have a lot of fun as we do of course. Talking about this episode. No doubt. But I was, you know, there are episodes that I that I um remember like, oh man, these are some of my favorite episodes. And I watch them again. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I mean, it's not, yeah. not that they were bad, but it's like, oh, that wasn't as good. And then yeah. there are episodes like this where I'm like, oh yeah, this is definitely like one of the worst episodes. I'm like, oh, you know, that was pretty good. But anyway, we were getting way ahead of ourselves. I just wanted to preface that with like I was I was very surprised this was a delightful episode to watch. Because I was yeah. I'm concurrently watching, of course, Arrow with y'all. Yes. <laughs> 
Well, and also that's kind of become the standard. Anytime, you know, myself or Lance or Tom Gerke, <laughs> we all get on together. It's normally it's just making fun of a really bad episode of Arrow. Oh, Smallville. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> sorry, we just got through our bad phase of Arrow. So, you know, we're we're back to the good stuff. We've well, been- that's I, I got to say, I, I have that's going to be where we have the most fun talking about <laughs> the flashbacks of Smallville Arrow yes. and the flashbacks of Arrow Arrow because I have a lot of fun stuff to uh, to say about it. But, you know, hey, we're here in season eight now. Yeah. Right. And you, if people are not familiar with your history, because, you know, every episode is someone's first episode, Kev. So they might not Mm -hmm. know how you first experienced Smallville. You binge these when you're on deployment uh, in Afghanistan, you know, DVD rips or hard drives or whatever it is you were doing. Right. Less less than legal ways of getting it. Yeah. May have bought a couple bootleg DVDs from a bazaar. But hey, hey, look, when when you're in the government, nothing you do is illegal. That's what I learned. Uh, I did, too. (laughs) (laughs) But so you're watching Smallville. Right, yeah. you're you're plowing through it, and you get to season eight, and it's a radically different show at this point. But you don't have like this time gap or any knowledge or context for it. So, what what did you think when you got to this this season? And there's no Lex, there's no Lana, and Clark's a reporter now wearing a suit and tie. What did, what did you think of this? So the the crazy thing about this season was this was the season seven was the last DVD we had. At this point, I was going to internet cafes. And going to LimeWire or any kind of torrent site. Yeah. ShareBear, LimeWire. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, Kick-Ass. All, equally illegal, by the way. Yeah, very illegal. Very legal. Um, no, I was, I was, I was really interested because I had never seen a show do this where, because my television show limited, limited, you know, I didn't watch a lot of TV growing up, was uh, the fact that Lex Luthor is not there. But he's still very much a character in the show. I had never seen that done before. So I was intrigued by that. It was interesting for the first half or yeah. so. They were like, ooh, how are they going to do this? Yeah, I mean, because like even in the beginning of this episode, they're talking about, you know, Lex knows my secret and everything. Like, oh, like, is he coming back? Of course, I didn't know that he wasn't coming back. But uh, no, I, I was, I now, I now subscribe to the method you said of how these shows have phases. And this is very much like the Metropolis, you know, him becoming Superman really um, phase. So I was all for it. Like, I, I think some of these later seasons, as I'm getting older, it's becoming some of my favorite just because they're so kind of just superhero silly, which is a nice break from my neck of the woods where everything's so serious, you know? Everything, it's sunny all the time and it never rains. Yes. <laughs> we get it, Oliver. You're hardcore. So, so hardcore, Oliver. Well, that is why I loved The Flash so much when it came out that first season. Like, oh, this is like Arrow, but more like Smallville. <laughs> Yeah, it's fun. We're, we're we're smiling, you know. I can't wait for this show to run eight more seasons. What I thought during season one of the Flash, <laughs> but anyway. So so yeah, we we are here at early season eight. This is the yeah. uh, the Green Arrow origin episode. And and Kevin, let me ask you: Did you ever watch the Oliver Queen Chronicles? Um, is that no, no? I don't think I. Have. That is the 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 CGI um, promotional tie-in for season six. I believe they're on the. Oh no. Season six uh, home video DVD or Blu-ray set. Lance and I did an episode about this, by the way. So, uh, first of all, you're a bad friend for not listening to that episode. Horrible friend. <laughs> but I'm so bad. <laughs> Lance and I had never. We we were aware of them. We never watched them, and we watched them, and it's some of the worst things I've ever seen. So I, I'm I, this episode kind of retcons those. Um, if you look online, people say like, "Well, the first two chapters of the Oliver Queen Chronicles are still in continuity," but the, I'm like, "Come on." All right, this is like some. <laughs> do, you, do you know what? I now remember that episode 
but it doesn't matter <laughs> if I'm like, yeah, I do remember it because <laughs> I've already said I didn't. <laughs> of the episode of the podcast, you mean? Yes, I do remember. Yeah, I've never that seen was a fun one <laughs> because you guys said don't watch them. It was did we did we say that? I'm pretty sure you said don't watch these. Well, fair enough then. Um, <laughs> you're right. Your life is better for it. Not Thank you. That. I appreciate that. So this episode contradicts and overwrites a lot of that. Uh, for, for the, the best. Yeah. Okay, cool. Much for the better, I think. And, you know, Oliver Queen coming on as a main character. Very smart move. Uh, all because Jarson Hartley had a pilot. Well, of course, he was cast as Aquaman. Oh, yeah. That... <laughs> I know you've seen that. We've done that uh, show. We've done that show. <laughs> that show, that series did not go to series. That pilot did not go to series. So CW owed him a show. He was supposed to be in another show, uh, which didn't go through. Is that how it works? They're like, we owe you, bro. Yeah. So then they're like, oh, well, we'll just make him a main cast member on Smallville, yeah. which it's just so funny how this fell together because like you lose Michael Rosenbaum, you lose Kristen Kruick, you lose John Glover because they kill yeah. off Lionel. So you lose three main characters who've been there since the first episode. Lionel was his oh. main character in season two, but you know, he was, he was there. He was there in the first episode, John Glover. It's so funny when, it's so funny when Rosenbaum talks on top of, yeah, you know me, John Glover in the pilot. I'm like, Michael, you and John didn't have any scenes <laughs> in the pilot, but whatever. It's fine. We know what he means, Yeah, but you didn't have any scenes with him. Oh man. But, they're gone and you're like well what do we yeah. do right and part of the and the genius of this episode and i used i you know probably a strong word but a, a, a very smart move was like okay people know and they love justin harley's oliver queen right yep. it just so happened that actor available contracts like great we're gonna plug him in here a fan favorite beloved character he's gonna be a, a main character for the rest of the show now which is crazy yeah. <laughs> which is they they couldn't they couldn't get him back after justice. They got him for one episode in season seven. And you're like, I guess he's just going to be relegated to like comic books off screen. Right. Yeah. Or Chloe like, well, I'm doing this mission for Oliver. Can't see yeah. him though. Like, like the he, rest of the quasi justice league at this point, right. you know, they might, might show up on a screen if you're lucky. Yeah. He's a main character now for the rest of the show. <laughs> so then you bring in Tess to, to fill the, the role of Lex, but yeah. then you give her a backstory with Oliver which kind of, to me, in my mind, kind of like helps justify her presence and importance in the show. And I don't know. I, I feel like that re them reinforcing each other like in their backstory kind of like legitimized the being main characters this season. And it, it really worked for me. Yeah. No, I'm with you on that. It was, it was, I remember when I first saw Tess, I was like, she had the unfortunate, you know, notion of everyone already saying, okay, she's here to be the next Lex. Um, and the show kind of did a good job of people being like, well, who are you? Where'd you come from? What are your qualifications? And she, you know, she just kind of did her thing. Like, oh, well, you know, I, you know, of course I'm close to this person, but yeah, tying her into this, uh, backstory with, you know, Oliver is smart because everyone likes Oliver and Oliver seems to, uh, work well with her in the, in their flashback. So, and by the end of this episode, I was like, oh, okay. Now I see why she's replacing Lex <laughs> because she's quite scary. <laughs> Yeah, she's fantastic. Uh, I was immediately a fan of Tess and Cassidy Freeman's performance, and I it is a seriously unenviable job to take over from Michael Rosenbaum on yeah, this show. And, and that's something probably that I didn't give much credence to watching it the first time, and now I can appreciate as I'm older watching it again. It's like she had big shoes to fill. I keep forgetting that like she's walking on set with people who have been together for seven years. 
and she has to just fit in with them and work and she integrates herself seamlessly at least professionally acting like no one seems to drop a beat with her so she's just really good at her job she's a very underrated asset of actors and actresses coming into shows that are already established and being memorable yeah i mean there's we mentioned a uh famous gif and meme going around another famous gif and meme not a big harry potter guy never read the books never seen the movies i know shocking uh more of a sci-fi guy than the fantasy guy no it's okay i'm with you my wife huge fan so <laughs> but where harry potter is like how dare you stand where he stood right he's talking to snape right about dumbledore right like i know the context i know the right? gift but like yeah. the thing is like i feel like i don't need to see those movies at this point because I've, I've heard <laughs> I've so much about them i've slug, seen it through like social media forever yeah. and i felt like that would have been real easy like tess is the opposite of that right because yeah. she she's sitting in lex's library under the veritas window on the laptop she's at the daily planet i'm like she's literally doing all the things yeah where we've seen mike rosemond do for for years yeah. on this show and it would have been so easy for her to be like, how dare you stand where he stood? But she, I mean, she has taken it and owned it. I'm really enjoying it. And and this is, you know, our first really glimpse into to where she comes from. Uh, yeah. Because like, you're because the first two episodes, you're like, oh, she's got her own agenda going on. And she still does. But oh, yeah, she definitely. she becomes more, she becomes three-dimensional rather quickly. So. Yeah, she, she's not just the, the, the new Lex. She is a, which we're going to find out as her character develops. She's a, you know, pretty thoroughly developed character. She's not just here because they couldn't get Michael anymore. All right. Well, let's get into it then. Toxic. Hello? Can anyone hear me? I swore that if I ever made it off this island, I'd change. I wouldn't waste my life. It starts now. Smallville. All new next Thursday at 8, 7 central on The CW. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at Chumbacasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day low actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus toxic is the third episode of smallville's eighth season and aired on october 2nd 2008 was written by caroline drives and directed by marzi almas caroline drives the executive producer and one of the head writers on Batwoman, mm-hmm. and involved heavily involved in the Arrowverse, also wrote the Christ on Earth episode featuring Smallville. So, An- another little crazy tidbit about her: 
she has one of the most famous videos of the 9-11 event. Really? Tell me. Yep. Um, there is a particular video where there are a few uh, roommates in their apartment and they get a almost side-by-side shot of one of the towers, the second tower getting hit. It was Ooh. her video. She's actually in the video reacting to it. I Who did knew? not know this. Yeah, but before she became a writer, that's that's something wow. that she was known for. Well, I literally the first thing I do when we're done here is I'm going to look up that video. Yeah, it's it's quite it's, it's intense. <laughs> yeah, man, it's uh, yeah, it's nine uh, eleven, man. It's 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 such an obviously for you. Yeah, no, it changed my life. <laughs> like, right, it, it literally changed, life, it changed it our lives. Life for you, me. particular, man. Um, yeah, we did. You know, my dad used to tell me like about t- stuff like you know the Challenger blowing up or mm-hmm. you know um, Rodney King. You know, yes. uh, his his assault by the LAPD. And he would talk about you see these images over and over on, on TV and you get like, oh, I'm you know, too much, right? Yeah. Um, and for 9-11, I feel like that's us because, I mean, I was working in TV, the, the 10th anniver- the tenth quote-unquote anniversary of 9-11. You're right. I mean, if, if there is such a thing, right? Yeah. But oh, you know what I mean. And literally, well, it, was my, it was my job to, because, you know, I was editor photographer there. And, hey, go go get a bunch of footage of 9-11. We're going to show it on the screens. Um, during the show, like we have TV monitors around the studio and during the special, we're going to just, I'm like, so we just, you want to see the towers fall over and over from like different angles. Like, so then there's a great chance. You've probably already seen Carolyn drives video. But it's, it's, it's yeah, one of the most famous. I might ones. not even know. I might not even, I might not even know it obviously, but, uh, cause those are back in the days where like the wild west of broadcast TV where it's like, well, just go find it on YouTube. <laughs> It's like okay, like it's technically. So speaking of like LimeWire, ShareBear and stuff, that's say hashtag. It's all connected. It's all coming together. But then, yes, long long story short, I was thinking I might have already seen it and not known it. That's where yes. I was going with that story. But uh, but yeah, that I like yeah I I will look that up as soon as it's done. So that's a nice tangent. Um, <laughs> Sorry, if you America. guys haven't listened to Always Hold on the Arrow, then you got to realize. That's Kev's military moment. We do. We have Kev's military moment. Form. We do tangents so. over there, man. Ooh, well, you know, we're doing something new with season eight. It's something that uh, I've done on Always On the Flash uh, with Matt Truex over on our Patreon. A little game called Ratings Watch, Kev. Okay. What do you think the ratings were for this episode? To give you a little context. Oh, yeah. I'm really bad at this. Uh, context, please. A little context. 2008 CW on Thursday night. The season premiere got 4.34 million viewers. Wow. They kill for that now. Yeah, they would. Um, this is the third episode. This is the third episode. I, I'm gonna say it's dropped a little bit, but the interest of Tess and probably the advertisements of seeing Oliver's origin, 3.7 million. 4.11. Ah, well, I mean that's good. I'm glad to be wrong there. Smallville holds steady over four for a while. Uh, really? In okay. season eight, it it it, it dips. Uh, it dips down uh, near the end of the season. No surprise, because we're in season eight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, getting into the episode, it starts off, and we were in Batman and Robin, apparently. We were in a rainforest <laughs> preservation benefit. Yeah. I, I immediately thought, where are the pink monkey suits <laughs> and all these things? That's where my mind went. But uh, Clark and Cole are at it. And what, what a great couple they are, Kev. Yeah. It's just every <laughs> time I see them together, man, I'm glad. It, it, this is a safe space between you and I that we could talk about how this is what we've always wanted to see them together. Um, no, they, they come out and uh, Chloe even brings a point up to say like, I'm glad to actually have some one-on-one time with you because you've been stuck at Lois's hip, which of course Clark is like, 
What are you talking about? What do you mean? What's you see on? her more than I see Jimmy, and we're engaged. Well, then that sounds like you need to spend more time with your fiance, ma'am. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's a you problem. Don't bring sounds that like on a me. You problem. They um, uh, you know, they do play, play some lip service to the whole like idea of this charity thing. I did like Chloe's line, very Chloe line. Global warming is just another excuse to take your clothes off. Yes. <laughs> because you see like Tarzan people walking around. Oh man, Again, that one Tarzan guy. Yeah. <laughs> but thinking of Batman and Robin is the same yeah. stuff going on. But um, but they quickly get into the um a relationship talk and whatnot. And they're they're in a weird spot. You know, in the in the next episode, uh, they actually take some time to kind of address all this awkwardness in the air between Clark and Jimmy and Clay, because that's when the, the note from Fever comes out. Yeah. And they all read it. Everybody reads it. And they're like, oh, it's all this, you know. So they do some relationship cleanup, at least. Because, uh, yeah. but, but still, like, this, I've never, at, look, you know, I'm a Clark and Chloe shipper, and I've never mm-hmm. been a fan of Chloe and Jimmy. So, yes. absolutely. And uh, she's apparently also jealous of Tess. <laughs> so. Yeah. I mean, well, you know what? Tess is, she's worthy of being jealous of. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, no, it's, she, she does do the whole, like, you know. Um, I'm sure the reason that, you know, you have an interest in her is because of her, you know, green eyes and red hair. So what if it is, Chloe? Yeah. Well, you so got stuff against redheads, you got stuff against brunettes. Chloe, just <laughs> calm down. And she, she comes off as very petty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. CW got to stop doing that to their blonde characters. Man. They got to stop doing that. It's not good. Chloe never, never stoops to felicity levels. Okay. No. 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 no she's not Nuka Town. No. So no, that's right. That. Yeah. As long as she doesn't nuke Never city. forget Felicity yeah. nuked it down. <laughs> but Oliver shows up uh very Bruce Wayne esque because that's yeah. who he is in this universe. Uh a pretty woman on his side and smiling at the cameras. And uh uh of course it you know makes me think of <laughs> this this next moment here, right? Where he's you know, he he's smiling for the cameras and then his his girlfriend kind of goes off and then he starts to get a little disoriented, right? Yeah. And then he just straight up passes out. In front of this paparazzi, and I thought of this as us, Kev. I don't know about you. <laughs> I didn't make that connection to you. Because his it. character, Kev, <laughs> yeah. on This Is Us, a celebrity off, f- battling substance abuse, often yeah. finds himself in an embarrassing, compromising situation like that. And I was like, wow. So Kev has fallen off the wagon again. <laughs> Do you know the, the thing about that, the cracks, like when he first walks in, he has this like smile and this like thousand yards there he like he looks drunk before he starts acting drunk mm. like when he does the whole stutter and well i was thinking he was doing over, the bruce wayne like hey, hey, you fake friends yeah, and you're right, right but like i was like dude that guy knows how to appear like he's drunk <laughs> <laughs> and i love it but then the, the little like tipsy knock over the plate thing like right. it looked like he aimed for it a little yeah. bit yeah <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like hey, oh, mark here justin yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah we'll let it pass yeah so he's he appears to be wasted and faints or falls yeah. out and so, and so, of course, Clark and Chloe rush up to him, and he's uh, he's like, "We gotta get you to the hospital." And uh, he's like, "No, no, no, no! I only have twelve hours to live." How convenient. Well, no. First, we gotta talk about. Of course, Chloe's like, "Well, looks like his party started in limbo." Like, this is your friend. Oh yeah, just making fun <laughs> of him. You know, like if like if if Lance showed up at an event, and I've only heard, I'm like, "Look at Lance." <laughs> yeah, it'd be like, it's just like, wow, way to throw your friend well, under the bus. I also love Clark's like, no, no, he would never show up drunk. It's like, what? Maybe or, he might. How do you you have talked to him once for the past year and a half? What are you talking like, about? Why so. wouldn't he? But yeah, so <laughs> he has 12 hours to live, and that is our episode. Yeah. So we go over in credits, we come back, and uh we're going to the ISIS Foundation because it's a set that we have in yes. Metropolis. It's like let's well, you know, 
Smallville is three hours away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They know. Yeah. They know. See, the thing, the reason I keep harping on it is because they put a number to it. They right? did. And they never put a different number to it. Like they, they, you know, we have the whole, just a small town just outside the city from Lionel Luther, right? That's the joke that we've been making for, for years on this show. It's obviously supposed to be closer than three hours, but they never say. But yeah, clearly. I mean, a three-hour three drive is, for me, is Nashville to Memphis. Well, like, that's Houston to Austin. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like. That, that's, that's one not, way. I, would, I don't want to do that drive ever. <laughs> for any it's a six-hour commute. Exactly. <laughs> anyway. To go to I'm gonna work. harp on that. I'm gonna harp on that the rest of this show. By the way, Are you guys listening, you're getting tired of it. I'm not gonna stop because this, this, every episode of this podcast, these people live in Smallville and they go to things in Metropolis, and it's three hours away, and that is ridiculous. And we that understand Clark can super run, super speed. Nobody else does though. Right, Lois and Jimmy ass. and <laughs> Chloe. Oh my god, the mileage on those vehicles, those poor, poor vehicles. So in in this case though, it does like okay, well, where do we take him? Um, yeah. We destroyed his his loft set, so we can't take him there. So we take him <laughs> to the ISIS Foundation, of which yes. Chloe has now inherited from Lana, and we have that set. And uh, I love she's like she says Davis is on his way, and Clark's like, we need a doctor, Chloe. <laughs> 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 Your stupid paramedic <laughs> friend, it's not going to cut it, right? But uh, Clark goes. Clark showing some initiative, and this is what I really love about season eight. Clark, he is like he takes action. He doesn't, I mean, obviously he still consults with like Chloe and stuff about what to do and stuff, but he's yeah. like an assertive guy who doesn't need to wait around to be told what to do. He takes Oliver's phone, he goes through it, he finds the woman he was with because like maybe she knows something, right? Yeah. So we uh, we go to uh, the Daily Planet and uh, and listeners watch back and I'll take a screenshot of this, but like I think this is stock footage of a Christmas episode because I saw Christmas lights on a building. Around oh, the Daily the Planet. The quick shot where it shows the front people are going in and out of the building? No, no, it's it's the aerial shot of like the the uh oh, the globe. Okay, okay. It's like a building in the background. And like somebody forgot to take that out <laughs> of the <laughs> shot. But it, I might be wrong. Some buildings are just decorated that way, but it stuck out to me. But anyway, Tess is uh in her office and Lois Lois barges in as she does and um talked about the story about how there's a new you know Jack the Ripper in Metropolis and all these sorts of things. And this is the subplot they're setting up about Doomsday. Davis, who is yes. blacking out, killing people. Now they do a whole misdirect in a couple episodes where there's like another person uh, who's actually a Hawkman villain, which is like okay, sure, uh, but is also yeah, killing people. But like that's that was a good misdirect. But look at look at them laying the groundwork for stuff. It's like they actually thought the season through for a while. Anyway, <laughs> for a while. <laughs> but uh, Lois comes in, talks about you know, her stories and whatnot. Lois Lane, I haven't fired you yet. That was a little weak. That was a little, I didn't need that line. Yeah. But it's like, we get it. They don't like each other. That establishes conflict. But so she sees these pictures of Oliver, who is, you know, uh, drugged and passed out of this party. And uh, Lois says, do you even know Oliver Queen? This is not like him. And Tess says, not like you do. So and that is, is, that is a is, lie. This is, this is two. Well, yeah, not only that, but this is two examples to go to HR. <laughs> I walk in here. My boss says, I haven't fired you yet. Then literally talks about a relationship I had outside of work. <laughs> it's mm -hmm. like, uh, I guess we don't do that in Smallville. We don't do that. In <laughs> no, there is no, no human resources department in Smallville. <laughs> but it's just like, this is a lie. Because like she yeah. was Oliver's girlfriend for a significant amount of time. Yeah. As, as this very episode establishes. This is yeah. interesting. Like, this is not a retcon. This is all conceived at the same time. <laughs> but so, she's probably thinking, what Lois don't know, don't hurt her. <laughs> right. But it's just like for them to go out of the way for like make some snide remark, that would be a great cut if she was not herself was an ex yeah. of Oliver. So anyway. Literally, Oliver is going to have been with everyone in the show. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> you yeah. If you're, a female main, if you're a female main cast member, season eight onward, Oliver has been with you and romantically. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Way to go, Dude, Mr. Crouch. Playboy Oliver Queen. Right? Hey, it's, it's in its character, y'all. Okay, sorry. It's in its Don't character. hate the player, hate the game. That's you want comic accurate stuff? You got it, okay? <laughs> this More comic accurate than your Oliver Queen in many ways. Way more comic accurate so, than my Oliver Queen. So, I mean, uh, Lois and her start going back and forth about, you know, like, oh, you're emotionally compromised to cover this story. She's like, I can cover this story. It's fine. So she she wants to take the story of, of, of Oliver because, because you know, Tess is like, we need This is a big story. Right? Billionaire comes to town, passes out, like, you know, get the scoop on this, right? So Lois is going to be on this story. And I'm um, going to give it to you, even though I just said I should have fired you. <laughs> very strange. Again, yeah. just, just take a couple lines out. Yeah, but anyway, <laughs> so Clark calls uh, the phone number of the woman who was with Oliver. And he uses his super hearing to find it at the, uh, well, at the Ace of Clubs. This is where this is, <laughs> this is yes. where this is all taking place in the set that used to be Oliver Green's apartment. And that's another thing I'm never going to let go of, by the way. <laughs> Just, I'm going to mention it every time for every episode for this, this podcast. I'm sorry. But it, that, that's pretty smart. He calls the phone and he uses super hearing to like, where is it, right? Um, and then it's on top of, a purse on top of a body bag, on top of a gurney, on top of a woman being taken to the hospital, which is like, why would the phone be there? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> could he, could he not have seen one. it, like use his x-ray vision to see it inside someone's purse, inside the gurney? You know what I mean? Yeah, that that would have been a, like, later on this episode, Clark uses his powers, like like right now we're talking about how he how he's using his powers very smart, like, like this makes sense, the way he's doing it. I question how he uses his powers at the very end of this episode, but we'll get there when we get there. But yeah, no, definitely could have just had that, could have x-rayed that instead of having it just awkwardly placed. Um, just seems a poor taste for the guys transporting that woman. <laughs> they just have her stuff out there for people to see. It could totally just fall off. You yeah. Know? And, you, and you I thought, oh, oh my God, is she dead? Right? But no, she, she's not dead. Uh, they're, they're taking, she OD'd, but it's not failed yet, and they're taking her to the hospital. So we'll go back to ISIS, and <laughs> Chloe is over Oliver, who's been passed out right on yep. this couch. And I, I really think of fever because <laughs> this, yeah. like, this, this episode is very, and again, again, I'm thinking like the next episode, they literally bring the letter back from fever. So this is on my mind, but it's, it's, you know, one of our main characters passed out uh, feverish, sick on a couch. Drenched and, in sweat. Yeah. Just and, pooling in water. Yeah. But Chloe is like hunched up over him like, oh, don't, yeah. Hang in there, Oliver, right? And then we really get in the fever territory with Lois and Oliver later, which is they basically play Chloe and Clark from back in that episode. But anyway. Yeah. And then we get our flashbacks, Kev. What hey, did you think it. of these flashbacks for Oliver Queen? Way back in the episode Arrow, when we came on, I just noticed that this green arrow is just slower in every way. Um, This island experience... Now... I'm just laughing because unfortunately I've seen Arrow. I don't feel bad for this Oliver Queen on the island. It just seemed like it was uh he just looked great. He he had a good time. It seemed like even when he complains about it towards the end of the flashback, I kind of snickered. But um no, he's on this island and he is hungry and he tries to chase a wild boar. Well, I like how bug. he talks to the centipede. Yeah. So, question <laughs> about that line: What did he mean by that? Well, I it's a joke. He's like, I, I, knew, I normally don't eat anything with more than more than nine hundred ninety nine legs. legs. <laughs> it's a joke because he's a centipede. I thought that was funny. 
Um, I wouldn't eat a centipede either. I would starve to death before I had to eat a bug. So. Yeah. I, I remember thinking, I was like, because when he puts it down, I'm like, bro, like that may be your only chance. <laughs> Shin Chuen, come on. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it's funny you say this about the uh, arrow versus small ball Oliver. Like, first of all, this is far more comic book accurate than yes. arrow because it's Playboy Oliver Queen party too hard with his friends on a boat. The boat blew up or crashed or something, and he was the only survivor. That is not what happened in those Oliver Queen carnivals. I am glad we're ignoring those. This has been erased from continuity. That we are Disney, and that is Legends, and we're not talking about that anymore. So, <laughs> ouch. <laughs> But he just watches up from on this island, and uh, and he's he's by himself. Yes, there's no Yao Fei here to train him or give him food or help him survive, right? Yes, and we, you know, it's it's way too fast this montage because like he he tries to, like you said he tries to catch his boar and he can't do it right, and then he just starts uh, building himself a bow and arrow and adding the the hood. So that's the thing. I like it that he's by himself. I like it because it makes Oliver seem like an actual survivor. Our Oliver Queen over on Always on the Arrow basically got helped this whole way and even got taken off the island for a couple of years. Multiple times, yeah. <laughs> Multiple times. And so I was going to make a joke about how this Oliver Queen was like, for two years. And I was like, Haha, ours was for five. But actually, it I probably have, was around the same time. I have that same note. I'm like, these, the Smallville and Arrow Oliver were both on Leon U or whatever for the same yeah. amount of time. Two years. <laughs> I, so I After two years in hell, I have returned to save my city. So this is, this, this is the overly critical... The reason that the arrow Oliver, he's put in a situation immediately where he needs some kind of training to help fight people and survive, not just eat and find shelter. This Oliver Queen here on Smallville decides that he's going to start practicing bow and arrow to a point where he can do it blindfolded. Why? <laughs> You're just trying to hit a boar. The boar's why fast. Be, why blindfold yourself? <laughs> like it, it, it seemed like he was trained. It seemed like our Oliver in Smallville here was training to be a hero. But they just presented the only issue at this point was he needed food. Like, we didn't have the situation where he was having the bad guys already. I don't know. I, see, I didn't get that vibe. I just thought, like, it, I think it's a logical thing to do. I, obviously, you know, we don't know why he started a bow and arrow. <laughs> like, in, yeah. actually, in those Oliver Queen Chronicles, like, there is a bow and arrow on the boat and all this stuff. And, like, his, his dad gives him a bow and arrow, but he doesn't want it. And, like, I don't know. Like, I think they could have maybe, like... Had a bow and arrow kind of wash up with it or something like why what what why would you start with that? But you know it's it's a it's a very proven method yes. of 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 you know warfare or whatever. Like I don't know like I, would I make a bow and arrow? I don't know. Could I? I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I, think, I don't. I don't know if I could make one. We we did it. I don't know. Like it's a flashback. So if you throw like monologue on top of it, it's a little much. I yeah. just feel like we need more. We need to understand his motivations a little further. Well, yeah, like. Um, maybe, maybe show a quick scene of him or two trying other methods and it's being not as good as he needed to be. And then he's like, oh, I'll try a bow. And then he is natural with it. He's like, okay, I'll stick with this because he just tried to tackle a boar. He's like, up. Oh. And the next thing we know, he is dotting arrows with arrows. <laughs> like I'm about to get eight boars. Well, I guess if he has nothing else to do. Oh, nothing else to do. So, like, then you you just keep. He's going to be the greatest archer in right? the world, probably. Yeah. And that's kind of the idea of the Oliver, like, Castaway yeah. Oliver Queen, right? I mean, that's what it yeah. is. And I I actually did, and I think this has kind of changed my perception of like laughing off these flashbacks. But like, no, actually, this is <laughs> this is good. This is like, I understand why he's like this now because he's by himself. Yeah, that that is a crit- and we love Arrow, right? And we especially the first two seasons. Yes. but it really is kind of a criticism. He complains about like living in hell, like, bro. 
Like yeah. you had a well, you had a roof over your head. You had food every night. You had a team of people at every stop. Rewatching that show just makes me realize in the pilot when he flips his mother <laughs> and holds his hand to her throat. I'm like, that's just being dramatic. You were <laughs> sleeping in a hotel room in Russia like a week ago. <laughs> yes, with that fake beer. <laughs> I called it the on this free yeah, podcast years called. before. Check the tape. So, oh my god. Anyway, speaking of fake beards, uh, as I understand it, I, I couldn't find exactly where this was, but I remember reading back in the day they wanted to give Justin Harley like a beard, but CW said no. Why? Because I, young, sexy stars are clean shaven. Same idea of like everyone has to have a shaved chest and stuff on TV. So, like best they could do was like this kind of five o'clock shadow, which yeah, is I, like that's I did. Weak. I, yeah, I did find a humor that like, you know, his hair and facial hair was still very groomed and pretty. But also, I understood that he's a very beautiful man. And who wants to cover that up with a giant wig? You know, but for one for for his or for his traumatic yeah, origin. This, this is the episode to do that. Though. This is you know? his crucible, Kev. Yes. Maybe yours is still out there. But this <laughs> island was anyway. Hey, uh, plus one for shirtless Oliver. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Big time shirtless Oliver. The whole episode, man. He's and the green hood. I don't know where it came from. Yeah, right? that's the thing too. Like, it, it looks great. Like, they should have, seriously, that first shot of him washed up on the beach, he had like a green jacket over here with a hood. Yeah. A bow and arrow. Just other little items to show them. Right. Castaway style. <laughs> and like, when he puts the hood on, he's right, like, he looks great. I'm like, like this is the yes. green arrow. Like, someone didn't just hand him this costume. <laughs> he yes, actually he made he this didn't himself. Take it from somebody. Look at this. Oh my God. Are you going to make me think my Oliver Queen is weak? Yes. <laughs> is that why you brought me here? <laughs> but we're not ready for that conversation. Yeah, so. we're not ready for that. Oh man. So so then um <laughs> then Ryder and his troops arrive on the island. Oh my yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> this one's better though. This one's infinitely better. This these flashbacks are better versions of season four. Oh yeah, hands down. I will give you. Tiana is Tess. Oliver is Oliver, and the bad guy who I don't even think it's a name. If he did, I don't know. I just call him Ryder the whole time. Marcos. Marcos. Okay. Marcos. Okay. Well, I'm gonna call him Ryder. We call him Ryder. Yeah, we got. We know he's Ryder. And it's like, wow, (laughs) that season four. They're like, well, what do we do? I don't know. You know, Smallville had that flashback episode. Let's take a look at that. Maybe we can do something with that. (laughs) That's essentially what season four's flashbacks are. But but Oliver hears like civilization, hears like a truck or something, or I don't know what he hears, right? But he he goes over to see what's going on, and he gets he just gets brushed by this. He brushes the flower. (laughs) Well, what was that? And then passes out immediately. So and that and that could have been it. Yeah, wrap it up. If Tess didn't find him, that's it. (laughs) So then Lois, and we flash back to the present. And oh, by the way, not not very cool transitions. No, yeah, I, 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 I do miss the, uh, the, the transitions of Arrow in their flashbacks, but you know, if Arrow has to get credit for something, <laughs> right? But even Arrow sometimes get lazy. They're like, no, let's just go behind a table, or <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> you know, you know what the, the coolest one was? Were good for like, what, like maybe like three. After that, they got kind of like really lazy. Yeah, but I, one of my favorite ones was like. It was like dripping water, or like he was looking out a window, and it was I don't know, like I remember. There are certain ones we all remember. Um, and, and other ones that are like, no, these are lame. But anyway, it's just, I don't, it's just, they do, they're really about the like quick cutting of images. And but it's a fever, it's, it's like Boba Fett. He's in the back to tank, he's having his flashbacks. <laughs> That's what's happening here. Oliver is reminiscing. But Lois shows up at ISIS. Look, have you seen Oliver? I would have called Chloe if yeah. I were her. Yeah, they, the cell phones were a thing in 2008. So yeah, he's they, right here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she just steps aside. 
she just leans over and you see this guy looks like he's literally dying on a table. And, and I love how yet another person, Lois is like, we need to get him to a hospital. Like literally everyone <laughs> wants to take yeah. him to a hospital. They say, do you know what show this is? We take people to hospitals. Yeah, everyone goes to the hospital all the time. But no, it, it, it makes sense. But also like um, earlier when Clark's like, we need to take him to the hospital. And Chloe's like, no, he said not to. And he's like, I don't care. You know, he's like, well, no, I, I, I'm going to do what he says because I would do the same for you. I was like, okay, that's at least a justifiable explanation other than just being like, I mean, obviously they were talking about the poison. It's, you know, no one, no one's ever heard of this poison. If they, the hospital gave him something, it would kill him. So there's that. But I do like that at least the characters are at least being like, hey, we should get this guy to a doctor. Well, and, even you know, before Clark's like, this is my friend. And Chloe's like, and I work with Oliver too. And we have to like establish that like yeah. they both like have a stake in this. And they're like, that is, that, that is not a contrived reason. I, I, I do understand and agree with Chloe's decisions here. I, I yeah. agree. So. So then, you know, Lois comes over to, and again, this makes me think of fever because Oliver's here sick on the couch. Lois comes over to him and is like, Oliver, and he's like, mercy. And that's him yeah. basically saying Lana to Chloe, Lana. you know? Oh, my God. And we're like, that mercy. That still, that's a gut punch. Oh, man. Every time. Oh, my God. <laughs> <sighs> well, we'll get there next week, y'all, with the note. But, <laughs> but then, you know, he says mercy. And then we go flashback, and it's Tess. Yes. Tess is talking to Oliver. What a twist this was. We talked about a little bit at the beginning, but like seeing her kind of, you know, retroactively looped in Oliver's origin was, I think, a pretty clever move on Smuggles' part. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we said it said in the onset, made her, made everyone who was skeptical about her, if they even were, say, okay, um, there's more to her than just Lexus number two. All right. So he uh, looks down, he has these leeches all over him. He's like, get these off me. <laughs> <laughs> As anyone should say, yes. if they wake up with leeches all over them. What is this, the Middle Ages? Come on. <laughs> Tess is a you know, botanist. They actually kind of mention this in uh, in Odyssey when uh, Reagan, Lex's okay. old assistant, is like, oh, he spent some time with marine biology or something. So they, they actually said, they, they knew what they were doing. They were okay, season groundwork. eight. All right. Get you season eight. I don't know what went wrong, but you had a good start. <laughs> Tess explains toxic plant. So plus one for episode titles in episode. Yep. Um, it has an enzyme and... Uh, They'll kill you in 12 hours. If you, they took you to a hospital, they would have misdiagnosed you, pumped you with adrenaline, and you would have died. Every so, hospital? <laughs> good thing you're on this deserted island, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Not one doctor. <laughs> Everyone would have killed you. But this is, speaking of transitions, though, this is a very effective transition because we transition out of this flashback to Davis at the hospital taking adrenaline. Yes. <laughs> because oh, Davis had stopped by earlier, by the way. <laughs> Yeah, he did. And he was like, I got to get him to a hospital. <laughs> yeah, because everyone's saying the same thing. He's like, okay, well, I'm going to go get some stuff, and I'll go to the hospital, and I'll come back, right? Uh, it, it's confusing because there's so many people coming and going from <laughs> to see Oliver passed out, right? But yes, Davis had made an appearance earlier. Um, and, and that see, that is a good transition, though. We, we were just dunking on Smallville and their lack of transitions. Tess saying the flashbacks, they would have given you adrenaline, and it would have killed you, to Davis going to... Get some adrenaline to give Oliver is a very effective uh, connection there. Yeah. So Clark comes in here and he, he's he's talking to Davis and uh, Adriana was Oliver's girlfriend of the night. And uh, Clark's coming to check on her. He's and Davis is like, she's fine. It's called modern medicine, Clark. He's kind of a <laughs> kind of a jerk about it. Yeah. It's like, come on, man. Oh, uh, by the way, hospital visit plus one because Adriana yes. is it there. And so this weird fake out recovery. Like I would have thought, like the way Tess explained it, I'm like, oh, let's give him adrenaline, and then it kills you. But apparently what adrenaline does, it'll make it look like you're fine for like <laughs> 10 minutes 
and then it will violently kill you. <laughs> the the fake out death reminded me of Laurel Lance's death in Arrow. How she's like, I'm going to be fine. And then she just literally died. I'm going to be fine. But by the way, if I die, yes. uh, make sure there's another Black Canary, okay? But I'm fine, but, though. But I'm not going to let the audience hear that. No. Because I want to leave it up for whatever the writers got to figure out later on in the show. We got to save that for next season. <laughs> but that was a, and, and me not remembering this episode, I was like, oh, it's just like, obviously what they're going to do is the girlfriend was in on it, right? With the bad yeah. guy. I'm like that's what you should have done. That's what that's what elevates this episode. I think. Yeah, I would have. That's what I expected. I'm like, oh well, she's fine because she didn't suffer the same things as he did, right? They she's faked this, so they think, oh, that's the double twist. Like the journaling works on her, a journal work on him. We're gonna kill anyway. Carolyn Drys, come on. <laughs> we need another. We need another pass at this script here, right? I'm just tying that together because I thought like, why is why does he even have somebody with him anyway? If she's just gonna die yeah. like this, but it I was mean, just a. Yeah. Even when they first walk in, she kind of leaves them before he kind of faints out. So I was like, oh, yeah, she's in on it. Anyway. I've watched this show before. <laughs> <laughs> but they subverted her expectations, Kevin. She just dies. Yeah. So I, I wonder if Clark felt some sense of satisfaction. Like, oh, Modern Medicine. Hey, Davis. <laughs> Way to go, buddy. <laughs> I didn't make that connection. But if no, Clark, Clark was not. Yeah, if, yeah, if Clark wasn't Clark. If Clark was, uh, let's say, me, maybe. <laughs> mm-hmm. So let me, we go back to the flashbacks and Ryder shows up. Yes. <laughs> that Tess has explained to Oliver at this point, like their, her backstory about she yeah, was on this, uh, yeah, she was on this boat with her, with her friends. They were, they were doing research. They had, a, you know, and they were kidnapped. Yep. And, and I think they killed everybody but Tess and her friend. Her friend, yeah. And, and she's like, oh, well, she's, how's your friend? Oh, she's fine over there. I'm like, okay. I'm glad we introduced this friend because immediately... <laughs> <laughs> Marcos comes in, aka writer, comes in. He's like, I know. It's just why I think about writer. He's like, Oh, Oliver Queen. <laughs> yeah. We know who you are. We have a celebrity here on the island. He slits the he same stuff. He, do, he literally says the same thing. You don't Halfway think we, we got our, the gold, world. our golden goose, drunk playboy, partying too much? Yeah. Yeah, it's the same stuff. It's so funny. Um, <laughs> and also just because, like, the, I don't know, this, this actor is better than writer, though. Every actor is better than writer. <laughs> That's just my professional opinion. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna stick with it. So he, um, Marcos, I'll call him yes. Marcos for some, we'll, 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 we'll treat, because he's better than Ryder, we're gonna treat him with respect and call him the proper name. Uh, yes. Marcos, but I was thinking Ryder the whole time watching it, but, <laughs> but Marcos <laughs> comes in and oh, he's like, well, now that we have Oliver Queen, we don't need you guys, like Tess and her friend. So he just straight up shoots Tess's friend. And I was yeah. like, this is whoa, I did not expect this. It, very intense. Like, and her reaction to it, she runs over to her, her, her friend and and cries and stuff. And then Oliver gets in the way because he's going to shoot Tess next, right? Yeah. And uh, he's like, you're going to kill her. You got to kill me first. I've been on this island for two years. <laughs> and that's in my note. I was like, hmm, the same amount as Stephen Amell's Oliver Queen. Two years only on you. After five years in hell. Hey, he never said after five years on the island. He said five years in hell. I didn't spend the whole time on the island. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's that the thing. Was they like- knew. They knew in the first season. They did. They knew the whole time, right? Because even like, even in the early Arrow episodes where he's like, how did he become a Broadfoot guy? Like you, you, you see that first Broadfoot episode and like, oh, he somehow faked his way. Like he got a fake tattoo, right? Or whatever. Yeah. Because that's what Batman would have done. But no, Oliver Queen is really like a member of the Broadfoot. No, he's <laughs> like, really a member of the Broadfoot. And then you're like, well, I, I guess the Broadfoot came to lean on you and <laughs> initiated him or something. And they brought a computer and taught him a bunch of stuff. Yeah, all would have been better than what happened. Speak Russian. You can do all these things. All those things would have been better than what happened, Kev. Um, yeah. But then Oliver basically saves Tess because because he is 
Oliver and Tessa's Tiana from season four of Arrow. Yes. That, that's a, so you gotta kill her, you gotta go are, through me. You some great parallels you made <laughs> me, man. This is insane. And I, I like Tess better than Tiana. So. Oh, yeah. Tiana. Oh, my God. That is poor, her name, poor, right? I knew you guys had some. Tiana Tyena. I think I kept, I think I kept saying Tyena or Tiana. I think it might be because Tiana is Princess and the Frog. Tiana is Princess and the Frog. And Tyena was the girl I had a crush on from uh, Brink <laughs> on a Disney Channel original <laughs> movie. I think it's Tyena. Hmm. It's it's season four. It's fine. It's season four. I was gonna say season four had a lot of bad. So I think if we like if we called Ryder Ritter, I don't think anybody would care. <laughs> you know. <so. laughs> and then when we come back to the present again, Chloe and Clark flashbacks to uh, from Lois and Oliver here on the couch. Yeah. She's she's bearing her heart to him. She's like, you know, um, you're not holding up your end of the bargain. You were supposed to go save the world, and we said goodbye. Maybe we had it wrong. I was like, this is great stuff. I really enjoy yeah. this reflection on the relationship, and this is kind of why I always ship the two of them on Smallville. Yeah, I mean, I as I've been rewatching this show for like the seventh or eighth time because I have a lot of time on my hands. Um, uh, Erica Durance is really good. She's really good at whatever the show asks her to do because she does so much different types of things in the show I, I don't think anybody is as dynamic as she is as far as what their character is asked to do you know so when she needs to be emotional and sit there and like bear her soul to someone it comes off as genuine and very caring if she needs to be a hard ass it comes off as a hard like like she's just good and um no that scene was really good because she's essentially speaking to nobody <laughs> like justin's just sitting there you know <laughs> like he's just laying there drenched in sweat with um, what i'm uh, i'm assuming is fake ice just, this is the easiest paycheck Justin Harley ever made. Oh my god, what an episode day for him! <laughs> I, they should get him on the on the rewatch talk bill for this episode. one now. What are your but memories yeah, of this later. episode? Yeah, I mean, people just come in, say stuff to me. I was asleep half the time, so this would be perfect. They should. I mean, he's been on Inside of You. They could easily get him back oh, for yeah. uh, one of these. But. Oh, they're definitely going to for that. So Lois says all this stuff to to Oliver, and Clark comes in at this point and sees that you know Lois is you know emotional and. He you know puts a reassuring hand on her shoulder, and who sees him but Chloe over there <laughs> across the apartment? She's engaged, like, engaged. <laughs> Clark, can I work with you? Can I have the room? Can I um, speak oh, to man. you alone? I've heard that quite a bit. Arrow, Arrow season four is we based need off this episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so funny. We like we joke about it. I don't think that was the intention, but it was just like man, they. They're really putting Chloe back in like season two territory in this episode. They're like seeing stuff, yeah. being upset. And... Anyway, J- Jimmy's usually the insecure one in this relationship, but man, it's not not good color on you, Chloe. So nope, not at all. But she uh, she calls Clark over to the the secret, you know, Lana ISIS room, <laughs> and and she explains that there's the bacteria and Oliver's blood and da 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 da, and she just goes off like you know Mr. Spock on Clark here. Yeah. And Clark's like, hmm. And Chloe's like, what? Why are you looking at me like that? He's like, like, I just listened to it. Met you lecture. <laughs> like, I really like the way he I, I like this Brainiac plot is whatever. I like it better than her being a meteor freak. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'm still like you clearly ran out of things to do with Chloe. And this is why she's doing this. But I do like the way Clark and her are talking about it. Right. It's not like this is the third episode. It's already, Clark already knows about it. They're already discussing it. Right. It's not some big secret she's trying to keep from him. She keeps it from, you know. Jimmy, her fiance, Jimmy. which is yeah, <laughs> little Jimmy. The the thing about about this little supply, and I I I, re- I remember watching this episode, um, and thinking, man, these guys have been friends for a very very long time. 
And because, like, one, props to, you know, say what you will about the actress, but anytime I see these characters, you know, especially on Arrow, Emily Bett Ricards, as, you know, um, you know, as they, they're doing all this jargon talk, would have to say these complicated things as if they know what they're saying all the time. That's impressive, one. But I love when she says that, Chloe, and Clark is like, you're getting smarter. And like, you know, he's getting all about to her about it. And then she's like, I know what you're going to do. Please don't do it. I don't have time for that. And it's like, that's that just let me see how long they've been friends. Like, that's such a real character thing with them. Yeah, like, you're going to blame yourself. Let's just skip all that. I don't got time for that right now. We got, you know, I got to use this to my advantage. But, but I, I, it's some, I don't know if it's here or later, but he's like, you're the smartest person I know, but. Even this is stepping on where you should, you know, <laughs> where you should be. No, how did she, she said my, it's gone from analog to digital? That analog to digital. Yes, analog yes. to digital. That, that is very topical because at that time we were switching over from analog to digital. Uh, okay. Actually, uh, the first half of 2009, I ran, I ran the uh, the hotline at, at, the, at the TV station I used to work at. I was one of the people there. Me and a fellow intern uh, were on the hotline and... We got some crazy calls. People like this is a this is a conspiracy by the cable companies, and I was like, I, you know, the government provided you a free converter box, and we actually, if you if you remember, sir, it was supposed to be back in February, but now they're doing it in June uh, to give people more opportunity. Anyway, it was a good time. But anyway, that's episode came out late two thousand eight. That's an extremely topical reference. Nice, um, yeah, I, I, no clue, but that's nice. But uh, because because Chloe, you know, she, she starts scanning through all these. At lightning speed, like when yes. when you see like robots and androids like looking through files, right? Like that's what she's doing, right? R- reminded like, me You're of a, reading all this, aren't you? Yeah, the fifth element, which she's learning about everything. <laughs> yes. and she stops. She pauses on the on the nukes, and she's like, "War." Oh man, you know, fifth element. Yes, that also reminded me, unfortunately, of X Men Apocalypse, where he yes. puts his hand on the TV and he's like, learning. <laughs> so dumb. What a don't what worry. A He'll be back on Disney Plus, and we're gonna love him. <laughs> It's gonna That's happen. right. Oscar it's Isaac is getting all he's, he's getting he's the coming. infinity gauntlet of all the franchises. But uh what a what a come down from Days of Future Past to follow that up with Apocalypse. What are you doing, X-Men? So anyway. Oh no, don't worry. We're gonna have Apocalypse and Moon Knight meet in Deadpool. Don't worry, yes. it's gonna happen. Yes. <laughs> and yeah, and Logan was right after Apocalypse. So look at you, X-Men, always bouncing back. So but anyway, <laughs> Chloe has a weird line about how Lex's obsession with toxins and viruses mean that Luthercorp must have a database and have this in there somewhere, and that's Okay, I it's mean, a stretch, actually, but hey, it worked. <laughs> that, that I mean, that is a deep cut because I believe in I believe Brainiac season five plot with Lex was like we're gonna we're gonna capture all the viruses on Earth and make a super antitoxin or something. So that I, I got to give it to these early season eight writers, they're making some deep continuity cuts. Uh, and like somebody watched, they were like, maybe it's the new executive producers, and they took their job seriously. They're like, okay, we're gonna watch the whole show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're gonna remember some stuff, <laughs> and people like us are gonna appreciate that. So anyway, yeah. But they find the they find the flower. Um, we'll take a screenshot of it, and it's just you know, it's just just tropical looking flower that's apparently on this one island. That yeah, Chloe's like, well, I think it's time to ask your new boss a favor. So Clark goes to the Daily Planet. He shows up, and, and Tess starts uh, flirting with him. Yeah, I mean, well, it's just Tom Welling. Right. <laughs> yeah, I I, I like the tie. Brings out your eyes. <laughs> yeah. Also, number three. HR, HR violation. You are just come on, Tess. Um, but no, he's like, uh, he's like, hey, I need you to help my friend. Uh, and I think like this, this, this could only happen in Smallville. <laughs> he walks in his boss like, hey, uh, I have a friend. I won't tell you who who has a problem with something. I can't tell you what, but I need your help. Um, and Lex never gets up on a project. 
So but I, I like that. She, he says that and she's like, you're right. He doesn't. Yeah, she's like looking at him like, we know what you're talking about. Yeah. She's so. like, I haven't even gotten past all of his ones. They're named other constellations. And it's like, Veritas. Yeah. <laughs> she asks, what's your friend's name? And he says all of them. Because she, she sees the flower. Right? He hands yeah. it. She's like, is this flower? She's like, oh my God, this must be, you know, she remembers this, you know, yeah. like f- fundamental thing that happened in her life revolving around this flower. And he's like, Oliver Queen. Like, well, why didn't you just say so? <laughs> But even then, she's like, um, I can't help him. Like, well, she, yeah, she's straight. She's like, I'm not going to lie to you, Clark. Uh, we, there is the lab. We moved it. But even if we you know, made the call right now, it's too late. It's not enough time. Which she's setting up, I guess, Clark to go get it himself. Yeah. But they never really, like, there's never that like X-Files ending to this episode where she's like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like I was expecting something else from her yeah, like, to kind of like, like confirm. Sitting her, like, she's sitting at her desk and someone comes in and says, Oliver Queen made it. And she's like, mm, like, just as I suspect. I don't know, yeah. right? Just nothing. Just a, a nod yeah. or that assistant that she has, like, <laughs> in all these episodes is going to come in. <laughs> but anyway, that that was, you know, but you know what? Maybe I should applaud someone for being subtle for a change because <laughs> that's clearly what it is. Because yeah. she has her suspicions that about what he can do. And telling him where it was was, I would think, a test to see if he could go get it. Yeah. And bring it back in time. Because at this point, we... We don't know, and the writers of the show don't know if Tess is a hero or a villain. <laughs> yeah, so. but like also that puts like that is such a foil for Clark in this episode that I don't think they dive in enough. He's no. like, do He's like, I, if I risk? Go do this? She's gonna yeah, know. She's gonna know. But if I don't, my friend dies. That see, and that is see when people say Superman is boring, you point to things like this, where it's like that's I have a secret excellent. identity, I have a life to you know uphold. If I do this, my secret sacrifice, and then I could blow up my whole you know, what I'm trying to build here with my life, but I can't let my friend die. And that's the dilemma, right? Yeah. Um, so that should have, again, that in that third draft we're talking about, Yeah. <laughs> like, you make you make the girlfriend part of the villain and you yeah. make this more of a crux of the episode. Maybe you just, you just drop all the flashbacks and you make time <laughs> for this stuff, right? Anyway, that, that, this was a great scene. And like you said, I, I feel like they, they could have really dived into that more, but they'd never, like Clark just shows up with it. We don't yeah. even see him going anywhere or doing anything. And yeah, they, they really could have done some of that. But it, my point is, these are the dilemmas that you can put Superman in, which he can't just punch his way out of. So Yes, those are the best foils for Superman mm-hmm. is emotional ones instead of physical. All right. So then uh, David shows back up and uh, he's not going to give Oliver adrenaline because he just you know killed his girlfriend. And Lois calls him Dimples. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> HR number four. <laughs> <laughs> she's still, they're not at work. It's fine. Um, but she's like, here's the deal. You're going to do this. And, dot, dot, dot. and he's like, look, I could just, the best I can do is make him live a few minutes longer. She's like, well, you're going to do it. I'm like, great. I love it. Yeah. And he does it. He and does I, it. You know, earlier, Chloe's like, you know, Davis, I know that you're risking your job to be here to help us. I'm like, Davis, man. Davis. Davis he wants is to be there. A dude down bad, as they yeah. say. <laughs> he wants to be there. <laughs> Davis is thirsty. Mr. Yeah. Bloom has an eye for you, Chloe. And you know it, and you're using it to your advantage. <laughs> yep. <sighs> Life lessons <laughs> from Smallville. But hey, you know what? We go back to this flashback, and this this might be my favorite scene in the episode, right? It's it's Oliver and Tess, and they're standing in that tent over her friend's dead body, and she's like, Oh, I Megan is her name. Mm-hmm. she's like i gave megan that bracelet she said she would wear it till the day she died i'm like damn Ooh, yeah Ooh. yeah 
that one stung. That hit me, man. I was like, oh, man. And then and Tess is like, you know, well, she used to joke and say this, but now, you know. Yeah. So then Oliver uh. takes takes the bracelet off, right? And, and then he, like, comforts her, Tess, and then, like, kind of puts her hair down. And she's like, what are you doing? Man. <laughs> yeah, so so the first of all, the first watch through of this, I was like, uh, this is not the time, Oliver. HR violation number five. HR violation number five. But no, so obviously he cleverly takes that off because he's going to use it in a couple minutes. He's going to MacGyver it. Yes, he did. So what is he? Would you explain to me what he he <laughs> creates? So from what know, I saw honestly, him make, I did not understand what he shot uh, Marcos with. Yeah. So legit, when I saw that, when I saw him fumbling with it in his hands as the guard just didn't see it in front of him or behind him, I thought, do you know those things when you eat corn on a cob? You can have those little things you can stab at the ends of each. Oh, you have to. There's a, it's, it's a very helpful tool. Yeah. I use it every time. Legit. I was like, is that one of those? Because <laughs> it looked like it to me. For some well, reason. it looked like five times bigger when he threw it later. And I yeah. was like, what did you make? I don't understand. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know what, like, I don't know. It wasn't a part of his arrowheads. Like, I don't know where no. it came from. He just had yeah. spikes. I thought he was going to do like a, like a, um, Dennis the Menace. Um... Yeah, I thought he was slingshotting it. <laughs> it's like, yes, like Dennis the I thought he was going to slingshot those spikes, but instead he, you know, ninja throws it. Right. It, But also he threw it to where it had to hit the plant. To get it was, the poison on it. Yeah, it was so strange because like they're gonna, they're going to move out now. They're going to get their ransom on Oliver Queen. I guess is there. I don't even know why they were. I guess they're just pirates, right? They're well, just no, doing they, their thing. They, they said they were on. She said they were on the way to Thailand, and okay. their boat took water, so they stopped there to fix it. And it was, ah, it was that was part of her of origin. That's something yeah. like that. Yeah, there's only okay. two of them. It's just Marcos and the goon. And the other, no. yeah, there was no other. He should have had some more guys, but then it would have been yeah. hard for Oliver to. Well, yeah. I don't know, maybe more impressive for the Green Arrow than just, he basically just punches the, the goon, and then, you know, when they're raking their way out towards the boat, and then uh, Ryder, super, Ryder Marcos, whatever, super slow on the draw for oh, his yeah. gun, super slow. You gotta be quicker than that. And then Oliver does his his slow motion throw of, of an object, which we, I'm glad you couldn't figure it out either, because I was like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I had no idea. Did. I'm going to say, it's the, what are those things called for the corner of the cop? Do you know the name? Um, No. No, the, the corner of the cob handle thing is you guys don't talk about. Come on, give me a break. But 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 like, was the plan always to like get Ryder by the the flower? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, like because he saying, waited like, to that moment, right? Yeah, because oh, watch out for that, right? Yeah, it's poison. <laughs> <laughs> but but also to your point, if there were more soldiers, um, or more goons, he probably would have needed Yao Fei and Deathstroke to help him defeat him. Yeah. Or he could have really had a really cool action sequence where he like shoots someone in the eye with an arrow. That would have been cool. But <laughs> never gonna see that. So yeah, he when he throws his MacGyver device, and for those you're like, what are you talking about? MacGyver was a famous show <laughs> oh, in no. the 90s. Hey, do you want to feel old? My kids told me I was born in the late 1900s. I mean, that's not wrong. That's not wrong, but my God, does it stay <laughs> the late 1900s? Yeah, I think about like gas lamps and. <laughs> horses and carriages and haunted houses no dude uh, all you think about is dial-up internet yeah house phones on a wire cds, CDs. anyway marcos gets scratched by the by the by the, the, the toxic uh, flower yeah right? in his shoulder and then he's like you're just gonna leave me here to die and then tess is like oh try crawling your way to a leech the pond leech, the leech pond and I'm, you know what? Good thing she said that, or he probably would have died because I guess he did crawl his way to that leech pond, didn't he? Yeah. Didn't so, lose, uh, didn't lose consciousness though, did he? No. And also, did we just learn that leeches are a way to get rid of this virus? So, would leeches have been a more reasonable thing to get other than 
the anti. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Like, oh well, Luther Corp has these leeches, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. Like I thought he was gonna wake up and have leeches on her or something. I you know I don't know, but uh, so then like Tess, like I'm glad they stopped because then she gets like I guess the boat keys off of him. Yes, because <laughs> Oliver they, looks Oliver looks at her chiseled and sweaty and says, "Ready to go home?" Yeah. And that there they go. They're gonna go yeah, home. And and uh, you know, he didn't have to he he wasn't gonna kill him, but he didn't have to save him. So <laughs> Oliver Queen being full He's Nolan bad. versus Bruce Wayne. He's bad. So yeah. And I'm like, oh. And then I'm thinking to myself, obviously this guy comes back. Maybe he'll be like missing an arm or something, and that's how he you know, I was just thinking of like, how did he get out of it? Like it would have been cool if he like sawed off his arm to stop the you know what I'm saying? The, yeah, something. Something. But he, he seems just to be in fine. perfect health. Like maybe Nothing he like, is wrong. Maybe have like a like a sick horse cough. You know, like General Grievous style. Like <laughs> like like it it affected him to have that virus and survive. Because he didn't get the proper antidote. He just had some leeches. I guess he just crawled his way down that leech pond, right? I wonder how many leeches were on that guy. I don't know. But Oliver, uh, no fake beard or fake wig required. No nope. shooting a thing. He just, they just <laughs> steal this guy's boat keys and leave. Um which, which you know, th- this whole, again, it, it just makes me think of season four where it's like, there's no wilderness here really going on. They just leave. I don't, I don't know. So, <laughs> let's see. Hold on a second. This siren is going by. So let's wait a second yeah. here. So, yeah, not quite as cool as the way Oliver gets off the island <laughs> in Arrow. Sure, yeah. No, he has no tattoos or scars or... No shark bite. Anything. No no CGI shark. Nope. But hey, again, I will say, he spent two years on this island by himself, teaching himself how to survive. One for this Oliver. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I'm with you, man. I'm, I, like, I, obviously, I love Arrow uh, very much so, but yeah, no, this, is, this, this seems like... Um, with the budget and the time, if they had were equal with Arrow, then this would have been a better origin story for Oliver Queen. Well, it's all in the execution, right? Like, yeah. obviously, Arrow is much better executed. <laughs> yeah, but well, that, that's 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 this shows you why. Like, you can't stretch this out over five years. Just no. some guy on an island by himself. And it's unfortunate because, like, you know, at one point where he's where he yells at uh, Marcos slash writer, like, I've been on the island for two years, and like, he's like, uh. You know, I think uh, at the end of the episode when he's yelling at Clark, he's like, it was, it was, when it rained, it was blistering cold. When it was hot, you know, it was hot. Mosquitoes, and mosquitoes everywhere. And I was like, compared to the Oliver that I watched. That sounds pretty rough. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, man, like, I, I, the, the, it's like, it's like the prequels, right? Like, the story is better. The execution. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, you know what? Thinking about, though, with Arrow, like, there was so much potential. Right for those flashbacks, and and we love the first two seasons of Arrow's flashbacks. Do not get oh, us yeah. wrong, but I think their need to have a flashback every episode, and like it, he could it could have had a flashback every two or three episodes of like just him by himself figuring stuff out and eventually building towards something. Right? Yeah. Obviously, season two is like its own like thing because of Deathstroke, right? Yeah. But you know, we say like well, you should say that to season five. Season one and two's <laughs> flashbacks naturally flowed into the story, and then yeah. from then on, they had to make it flow. Yeah. Which is why I think it felt forced and they got lazy. With it. I but, mean, by season four, they were just like, yeah, this totem is, you know, it's like, oh, come on. I've seen that before. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I don't care. Yeah. Point. Oliver, like Oliver did not see, you know, he didn't meet 
the decide on my island <laughs> season 10 you know, <laughs> you know what i mean um but i no, i guess my point is like i would have liked to see oliver dealing with the elements more like as you said in his rant to clark at the end like seeing steven Melero oliver yeah having to truly survive by himself like it's like i don't know like if you stuck me with this team of people i probably could have become the green arrow yeah you know what i mean these are like it's, some of the high like these are like super ninja soldiers here here's Treat, some food give you personal lessons i'm gonna train you non-stop you. here's a beautiful woman <laughs> yeah, it's just, literally <laughs> literally death Rock hunted for him yes it's it's just, <laughs> oh man oliver's weak <laughs> it's <laughs> he's got guns he's got i mean he's yeah. got everything he needs he gets Computers. to live in like a he gets to live in like a like a down plane <laughs> that's awesome like, Dude, it sounds like a pretty sweet time. It's a sweet deal. It's a, people pay for this kind of experience these days. <laughs> then he goes to China and just lives yeah. with a family with a kid. Yep, <laughs> you know, eat, eat hot cooked meals, sleep on a bed. Then uh, obviously, you know, season, you know, I, you know, we, we as much as we make fun of season four, season four was probably the roughest time he had. Yeah, I don't actually. The Amazo was pretty bad. Yeah, like the season, the boat yes, part. Yeah, season two. Yeah, yeah, but in the uh, prison cell. Yeah. And then season five, he's like, yeah, he gets into some stuff with the mafia, right? But he's living in a civilization. So yeah, and anyway, then they send him back to the island. This is the main thing I wanted to focus on. Like, <laughs> just think about what it, the Smallville Oliver Queen went through versus the Arrow Oliver Queen. Uh, and there you have it. And you know, but that's the thing, right? Oliver comes back, and this is Arrow's own thing, like where they had to make him like he knows about this, and he knows about computers, and all. Like, well, how do you learn these things? Well, obviously, he learned, you know. Uh, Maceo taught him a lot of things and yeah. working for Amanda Waller, he learned a lot of stuff and right. And and this Oliver, like he knows how to use a bow and arrow and he's really good at it. And and as he, you know, earlier on he did say he says he tells Taz, he's like, you know what, I made myself I made myself a promise. <laughs> I promised yes. my father. No. But he's <laughs> he made himself a promise. So like if he ever got off this island, he would, you know, turn his life around and not be a selfish playboy anymore. And that's that's kind of his thing, right? So yeah. anyway. There you go. Well, yeah, like you said, this Oliver won. <laughs> You're all over zero. <laughs> That's great. Like, like, like everyone's favorite thing about Arrow is the flashbacks for season one and two. Yeah. And we're sitting here being like, well. Oh, by no means are we saying those are bad. Right. Those are great in that show. But in comparison to like our Oliver Queen's origins of this one, like, yeah, this dude was, you know, a we didn't get to see this Playboy persona that he had. We didn't get a flashback of him like the newspaper like we did or the news with Oliver and Arrow. But, you know, he had to actually survive hardship by himself for two years. And Oliver spent, I, I don't know how long it was before he got hit with Yao Fei's arrow, but it was, he buried it, his was dad's it was quick body enough to bury his from dad. There on, yeah. He had someone. <laughs> A team of experts. The entire time. The entire way he had someone helping him. Yeah. Like, let, let me put it this way. If I was, <laughs> if I was Justin Hartley's Oliver Queen, I would have died. Yes. Yeah, I would have died it to you. If I, if I was yet. Stephen Amell's Oliver Queen, I might have a shot. I might be the Green Arrow. I could be <laughs> the god of the universe right now if I was that Oliver Queen. <laughs> All right. Well, if, good job, Smallville. So, all that to say, Clark comes in. We fly, That's done with the flashbacks, right? So we're done with the flash. So next episode, flash forwards, obviously. Oh. It's, that's what you do when you run out of flashbacks. But flashbacks, flash forward scare me, man. <laughs> Especially we're if you don't all, finish them. <laughs> we're almost we're almost there. <laughs> Especially if you have plot threads that don't get concluded. Oh my god. Oh man. So anyway, Clark comes in. He has this. He has this giant syringe. The, the biggest syringe. It's like a prop Halloween syringe, 
And he, it's like the same, I'm sure it's the same prop they use on Chloe in like season three and whatever, right? Yeah. So he hands it to Davis and he's like, here. And Davis being a, you know, EMT, a medical professional, yeah. you would think he'd be like, hey, where, where am I supposed to, but no, he just jams it right into his heart. Well, I, I, I will give it, to, at least he hesitates for a second. But like, I think he decides at this point, I'm, I, I'm just trying to see if this guy will live. He's well, he's die. literally dying at this point. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> but also, also curious why Clark was like, uh, you do it. Like, <laughs> why can't <laughs> We're going to blame man? you for Oliver Queen. <laughs> the Queen Industries is going to come after you. So talk about malpractice. Losing yeah, your job. David just killed job. Oliver Queen <laughs> doing medicine off the clock with stuff he stole from the hospital. So. Wow. All mm-hmm. for a girl that is engaged. The things you do for love, my friends. Oh, my God. I, I would have done it. But anyway. Yeah. Who am I kidding? <laughs> <laughs> So, Oliver's fine. He wakes up. Yeah. You know? And then he's like, oh, it's Tess Mercer. They're like, wait a minute. You know Tess Mercer? He's like, ah, just go, go find her. Yeah. Clark, like, it's like, Clark is like, wait, you know Tess? He's like, dude. He's like, it does not matter right now, Clark. <laughs> well, that's just interesting. This is, if this was like a year later, I'd be complaining that was a retcon. But you introduced Tess two episodes ago. Yeah. And he didn't mention anything about it. So it's like, to, it, that makes it okay to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it's not a retcon when it's obviously like going to be revealed a couple episodes later. So that's why these things don't bother me. Like if they had happened, you know, like heroes, always on heroes, maybe one day, um, show full of retcons, just complete yes. disregard for continuity. Like characters knew each other and met and interacted. And it's like, no, I saw two seasons of this show you and have, this did not happen. You have to do heroes at this point. My my desire and like need and urge to do that has lessened over the years. Because think about yeah. it, when this show started back in 2016. Yes. Um, <laughs> Heroes had, had been off the air just five years. And Heroes Reborn was had just come out too. Yes. And I was like, well, and I obviously I'll do this next because I'll do me a Smallville in about three years or so. And we'll stay on schedule. And... <laughs> <laughs> Crank well, about three I, seasons out a year, and so, but like they're still there. They're still there on my shelf. They're still in the wrapper. Um, well, I've, I've, cards, told, but. I've told you that Heroes. Maybe I haven't. Heroes was the first show because I, I was in the military when I watched it. It was the first show that I watched. Like I like scheduled my evening around, and me and my wife really got into. And then we found Dexter on Netflix, and that ruined our lives. Speaking of another show that got a revival and apparently didn't live up to the hype. Oh yes. That is another podcast, yeah. So isn't it frustrating when a show, it's like, and this is my understanding, right? It ends kind of in a disappointing way. Yes. And then like, oh, it's going to come back. It can redeem itself. And then it just makes it worse. <laughs> What's even worse is when That's you come back telling everyone, you come back telling everyone, we know we botched the ending. Don't worry. We got your backs this time. And well, it's kind of like, it <laughs> all right, we'll, we'll, we'll mention this now. Um, you've seen the new Halloween movie? Yes. Okay. So Halloween, right? These new movies, this new trilogy from uh, David Gordon Green. Mm-hmm. The, the first, the 2018 movie, they're like, you know what? We're ignoring all those sequels. They're dumb. Michael Myers is supernatural. Um, that's silly. We're just making him a man. It's basic, right? And now we yeah. get to Halloween ends and it's like, no, he's evil incarnate and he can pass his evil on to other people and he's indestructible. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> but the crazy You're- thing is, is that this this most recent trilogy of Halloween are all that Mike 
this, these are my kids' Halloween movies. You show your kids these movies? <laughs> yes. How? <laughs> like only half your kids, though, right? Not the- <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, not the babies. Yeah, my tweens are all about the Halloween movies. They're the they're the reason I've seen Halloween Ends recently. Like, and I don't even like those. You know, I I didn't grow, I have no nostalgia for those older the middle Halloween yeah, movies, the sequels. Here. But it's like, look, guys, you were just like, well, this is silly. We're not going to do that. And then you just end up right where you started. So I guess it's kind yeah. of that's how I can relate to what your point about like Dexter being like, oh, so we're going to fix it, guys. Don't worry. Yeah, I would, watch the, I would watch the first three or four seasons of Dexter and then stop like it never keeps going. Well, I mean, that, and that was Hero's problem. It's like, don't worry, guys, we're going to fix it. Hey, don't worry. You know, it's every season. Back to basics, you know. <laughs> Back to formula. Back to formula. How did we get on the oh, Oliver Knowing Test? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you now have been on an episode of Always On Arrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that happens so often in that show. All right. So Tess goes out to her uh, her car. She's got a great parking spot, but she owns the place. So she's well, yeah, she does. Yeah, she <laughs> does. Corp so owns it. the Daily Planet. So she she's uh going out to her car and and she gets attacked um by uh Marcos. Mm-hmm. And I was, I kept like, wait, is he, is he missing a hand at least? Like, but no, like you said, there was no hundred percent. A okay, man. And they don't even really explain. Like, I guess it's just because he went to that leash pond. Um, but he's around and is this, this is after her training with checkmate, right? Yeah. So she should be a better fighter. I'm just saying. She absolutely should. Yeah. So see, now also, that's a retcon. That's, yeah, that's a rec- Yeah. That's a retcon. Yes. But also I, I, she knocks, she knocks the guy down and there's a, Halloween size butcher knife on the ground. <laughs> and she just doesn't pick it up. She's the she Joker, lets... man. It's more fun <laughs> to do it this way. <laughs> she lets him get up and pick it up herself. And pick it up himself. So but she says, like, I never got to thank you for making me tough, right? And she beats him up and yeah. stuff. And that's Which no, that's that's great, great empowering great moment. Yes. I agree. Great power moment. We forgot that Amanda Waller Amanda Waller changed you to be a, you know. Yes. <laughs> you know what? That's another thing. I'll I'll, th- I'll throw down right now. Smallville's Amanda Waller is better than Arrow's Amanda Waller. Now I like to look at Errol's Amanda Waller, but yes, I would agree. Uh, Amanda Waller is absolutely, um, yeah, she's Amanda Waller. Now that I have understood who Amanda Waller is supposed to be, because my mm-hmm. first introduction to her was Arrow, mm-hmm. now that I've actually seen her, I'm like, yeah, no. Also, Pam Greer, legend. So, oh, yes. Anyway, how does she end up on Small? I'm gonna really dig in some <laughs> trivia on that. How did they get yeah, her? I need to figure out how they got Pam Greer on Smallville. It's <laughs> amazing. Anyway, and they and both shows kill her off. So. Yeah. But I, you know what? I think it's cooler to be killed by General Zod than to be killed by some I don't want to be offshoot. Oh, I forgot their names. Something they, Spire? We, 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 something Shadow Spire. Shadow Spire. What? What? <laughs> no, no. We made fun of them hardcore Oof. though. Anyway, but they had to kill her off so she could be in Green Lantern, right? Just the way they had to kill her off so oh. she could be in <laughs> she could be in Suicide Squad. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh. So anyway. Yeah, uh, we do have a knockout to keep Clark secret because Tess does get knocked out here by uh, Marcos because because uh, Clark shows up, super speeds in, uses his heat vision to make uh, some sort of electrical power line like equipment generator or something fall um, onto Marcos and I guess pin him to the ground or something. Very red heat vision too. I've noticed they're kind of like. This is a very subtle thing, I guess. It's like as yeah, he like gets straight, older like and more powerful, fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like it gets orangey and stuff. Like I don't know, I, I kind of like. It took me a while to to get accustomed to like the small little heat waves. Well, this is this is what I meant by sometimes he uses power smart, and sometimes I'm like, what is he doing? Because 
He super sped there and stopped about 20 yards from them. He just could have kept super speeding like he's done hundreds of times and just knocked the guy out. But instead, he stops, assesses the situation, and decides, I'm going to shoot this power box, and it's going to swing down and knock him out, probably taking out power for the whole block of the city as well. <laughs> like, why do that? It looked great. <laughs> well, he's trying to stay in the shadows, right? And not give himself away. But, you know, moving faster than a speeding bullet will also accomplish that. Also, Tess yeah. was knocked, knocked out. out. But, you know, to the show's credit, Clark doesn't know all these people are knocked out. Like, all these other episodes, like, that's why this is a counter. Because he just assumes, like, oh, they must be knocked out. <laughs> yeah. What if they weren't? <laughs> so he's he's playing it super safe, right? Because at the beginning, remember, at the beginning of the episode, he's like, oh, Alex knows my secret. So I got to be careful. So maybe that's on his mind. But, uh, yeah, it, it did seem rather convoluted. I would have rather them use that budget on something else in the episode. So Yeah, on the flashback. <laughs> yeah, yes. So, so Tess wakes up and sees that everything's been resolved, and I guess she probably thinks Clark Kent did it. I don't know. But um, she, she yeah. knows that Oliver Queen survived. Oliver Queen is alive. <laughs> because I we cut to, the, cut to commercial, we cut to the next day, and uh, Tess is in her office in her, the Luther Library under the Veritas window there. And uh, this newspaper... Slams down in front of her. We'll take a screenshot of it. Billionaire binge, right? Yes. And uh, it's you know just kind of tabloidish, like oh, Oliver Queen, right up to his up to his old tricks, right? And uh, it's Oliver, and he's like, really, to Tess. Yeah. And, and it got, like this scene, I think more than anything really cemented just the way she talks and handles herself. So much like Michael Rosenbaum. It's like she like I don't know what she did, but it's like she studied like what he did and just did that. But I like it. It's not like you're trying to be Mark Rosenbaum. I, just, I don't know. Like I, I, I no, like she, the way she presents himself here. Herself. She comes. So some sometimes, uh, they'll get actors or actresses to try to play a particular role, and they just you can just tell like that's not who they are. Not to say that you know Cassidy Freeman is this character outside of, but like she has like she has the ability to convince me this is how she is. Like the way she, wait her expressions. The way she can make her eyebrow raise when she says particular things, like everything about the way she performs this, I believe it. It doesn't come off as not genuine to me. Yeah, like people trying to be tough when they're not, yeah. for example. But yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I, we all love Michael Rosenbaum as Lex Luthor. We all love Lex Luthor on the show. But like, they they just got lightning in a bottle here with Cassie Freeman yeah, playing Tess. Because got, this could have gone so wrong. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it could have. But this is such a fascinating uh, scene because now we know the history between two of these people. Right. And then, you know, Tess gets up to walk off and he kind of like stops her and, and grabs her arm and she he sees that she's still wearing the bracelet. Yeah. Oh, right. I don't know, and uh, she's like, Oliver Queen, you know, I was your first save. Right. Yeah. And he's like, you were much more than that. I'm like, oh, oh, oh. That was a smooth line, too, by the way. I, so I, you know, I, I, I've discovered I just ship Oliver with everyone on this show. <laughs> Yeah, this is like, oh, Graham and Lois, him and Tess. I'm all about it, right? Um, and then eventually him and Chloe, right? But so they have, they kind of have this back and forth where you know he he drops the line like I found how I found out how ruthless you were years ago, right? Yeah, uh, and it's basically like she went to go work for quote his greatest enemy, which I'm like, come on, you're not you're not Superman. <laughs> Lex yeah. Luthor's not your greatest. Enemy. They 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 kept it all very vague because I'm sure they didn't want to like pin themselves in. Yeah, but I didn't really follow. Like, I don't know what happened here. I I, I would have thought Oliver like blew her off. She did say that he never said goodbye, but apparently yeah, it, she went to go work for Luth Corp first or something. I don't know. It 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 seems like 
that um maybe Oliver it would have made more sense if Oliver didn't go back to his or maybe when Oliver came back and decided I'm gonna be the Green Arrow, he kind of blew her off that way. Like I can't be with you. That would have been a more fitting Yeah, like thing what he because, did to Lois, yeah. Yeah, because like you don't want Oliver coming back and being still a playboy. Like he you just saw him say, I'm gonna be different when I get back. The Playboy thing is a cover. Yeah. Um so but also we have no reason at this point to think Cassidy Freeman or Tess is some evil person. So really you kind of look at like, oh, Oliver must have done her dirty. But but yeah, I guess it's good they didn't because either way they would have told us more about the character than they wanted to reveal at this point. Right. So this so is this is a good job. Yeah. I like this scene. I like I like these actors playing off each other. I like the vibes going on here, but like exposition wise, it's kind of lacking and vague. <laughs> but yeah. they just didn't want they didn't want hey, smart though. I'd rather them be vague than like blatantly tell something and then blatantly disregard it later so but uh i did like she's like yeah oliver uh i i'm secretly plotting your demise she this is a good very tess is a very empowering character she's like everything i did i did for me i was like you tell him tess like like, that ouch right like i'm not thinking (laughs) about you it's that madman meme i don't think about you at all oh my god (laughs) We're just cranking out the memes here. <laughs> if you if you spend any time online, you know what we're talking about. So anyway, yeah. but yeah, she she's like, oh well, you never say goodbye, did you? So I don't know. Like I think I don't know Oliver Queen, the Playboy, like thinking about how he is in the comics, Arrow, even this. Like I'm just gonna I'm gonna blame Oliver for this, honestly. Yeah. So yeah, but it should like you said, it should have been the secret stuff with Green Arrow, and that should have complicated yeah. things. But anyway, so then I don't. What is her motivation here? She gives Oliver evidence. That Lionel killed his parents. I'm like, look at, look at you guys following up on this. Yeah, well, no, this is pilot episode stuff. Well, this, I mean, that true, but it's also like hot off of Veritas where Clark yeah. and all them figured all this out. And I'm like, and you thought now that Lionel's dead, they're never going to mention this again. Yeah, uh, it would be we, we would joke about like, oh, I guess Clark never told Oliver that Lionel killed his parents, but they did it. <laughs> you know, well, yeah, so so trying to figure out what her motivation is to do this, like, we know she thinks that by this point. The fact that he's alive, if we're trying to headcanon this to make sense of it, she now knows that Clark has the ability to do something because he went there and got it. And so maybe she's like, okay, I do know that Clark has the ability to do something. He's friends with Oliver Queen. Let's see if I can make Oliver Queen mad at him or something. I don't know. <laughs> this is starting to sound like the plot of Batman versus Superman. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do have a Marvel Civil War moment here in a minute, but... Uh... <laughs> But yeah, I I I actually just think it's Tess being like, I mean, her and Oliver obviously had a connection. Yeah. Who knows how long relation was like? Hey, bone. look, I know Lionel's dead. Maybe this will give you some closure. He killed your parents, like, because you know, like that's all they probably talked about. Like, oh yeah, my parents are dead, and that 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 that. Right. Um, yeah. Ironically, she doesn't know at this point, but Lionel is her father. Spoilers. So yeah, her father killed his parents. Ouch. So they small, were this relationship was doomed to failure. So <laughs> small world in Smallville. I'll tell you that. But. uh you know, we, we go to the uh, the Daily Planet, and again, I just, I love Clark just showing up in a suit and yeah. working at the Daily Planet. I'm like, grown up, my friend. Like, after just seeing him hang around in t-shirts for years, <laughs> it's just very refreshing, right? I, yeah. I love how, like, he brings a coffee, but then Lois takes it. Oh, my. And <laughs> like, I, it's a I, cute scene between them. The, even that little detail, he brings in a coffee. She's like, oh, about town Smallville, and she grabs it. And you can clearly see Clark's name's on it. But she doesn't notice it. He's like, that's. Just lets it go, and that right there is an amazing little character moment between them. He just lets her drink it. Yeah, I'm surprised that she didn't have a critique of the drink though. That would have been cute. She'd be like, "Oh, you know, I don't like this or something like that." You know, that would have been funny. But uh, yeah, no, it was great. 
they talk a little bit about, you know, Oliver. She's like, oh, I was playing nurse, but we didn't progress to doctor. You know, it's like, <laughs> that's a great way of putting that. It's <laughs> a good line. I'll write that one down. He's really good. I can't. Um, but they start talking about moving on and all this. And are they talking about Oliver? Or are they talking about Lana? Yeah, well, with Clark, it's almost always going to be Lana, at least for a little bit longer. But um, well, we live in the shadow of Lana this season. Right? Yeah, he's and like then the shadow comes back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I can't lie that I've looked at that tape a couple of times. Like, oh my god, bro, stop! We've all done that. I mean, I, I know the situations, but you know, yeah, like, but like, stop, man! It, it gonna, just just hurts you. It just hurts. Scroll back through those text messages. Um, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> but of course, she she drops a. Uh, I'm not cut out to date a guy with a hero complex. Yeah. You get it? Uh, it's funny. Also, know, you know, she drops a Man of Tomorrow reference. I'm like, that is Clark's slogan. How dare you? Well, you know, everyone gives Clark's his ideas and logos and ideas and stuff. And, that, and that came from Lex back in season one. Man of Tomorrow. Can I use that slogan? Sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, 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 I have listened to you explain how that, that trope of being like, we're going to get together later in life. So I'm going to say, I hate everything about, you know, this type of thing. It's like, yeah. Um, what is wrong about dating someone who's a hero? <laughs> like she says that, like, like it's like a hero complex in this situation. You're talking about an actual superhero. <laughs> it's not like it was just some like, you know, Jim bro. that was just like ready to fight anybody on the street. Yeah. So it's true because she like, knows he's the green arrow. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, what, like what, you know, you're just saying that because, Clark Kent is going to become Superman one day. Right. But isn't it a funny audience? Anyway, there was this whole we, thing about it. She's like overworking and she's going to go do a kitten adoption story. And she's like, I'm allergic yeah. to cats. And then gives it to Clark to do instead because she's feeling better now, I guess. And so it's like, mm, okay. But it's a good, it's a good vibe between them. And I, um, this vibe is good. Like I, yeah. early on, the brother sister vibe is too strong. Oh no. I, I, and that's why I, I never shipped story. them for so long, you know? Yeah, I, I love it. And I love it that Chloe's even like, yeah, like Clark's like, what are you talking about? Really <laughs> defensive because yeah. he probably feels it too. Um, yeah. Because Clark's not dumb. I know we've been calling him big dumb alien, but he's not. <laughs> and Lois isn't dumb either. So yeah. it's, it is that it gives you that moment of like, you know, you and I are both married. When we first met our future spouses, that kind of excitement where you didn't want to just lay everything out there yet. Oh, yeah. You but you just that. enjoyed spending time with them. You got to play that close to the vest. Yes. I think she might like me if I reveal that fact. She'll not talk to me anymore. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what? <laughs> think of the logic there. That makes no sense. It's like, I think this person might like me. I better not hint anything at all. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> I better kind of act like I don't like them back that's at the all. That's the key. I kind of need to ignore them. But um, It worked out for us. So. Yeah, yeah, you did. There we are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I, I I do like that tension. And we obviously as viewers, we know that their future. So that makes it better. Yeah, it's like it's like the green arrow and the black canary. You know what's meant to be. So, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> that's both our shows. That's on both of us. Yes, that is very true. <laughs> both our shows uh decided to take some liberties with that. Mm, yeah. Among so, other things, obviously. Speaking of uh <laughs> speaking of defining the relationship over here uh davis shows up at ice he's like hey chloe just wanted to check in uh, you know yeah. and, uh, chloe chloe left all of her top secret isis stuff open and out i'm like come on chloe like way to be absent-minded so he just this sees that she out. has this supercomputer room and has all this stuff and he's like i thought you majored in journalism she's like oh don't, don't worry about it and uh i like how he says there's nothing wrong with being smart <laughs> yeah like they so 
I was confused by Davis's reaction to this and even his advice. Because we understand Chloe is getting smarter at an unhealthy rapid rate because of Brainiac. He does not know this. He just walked in on a girl he likes and says, oh, you're actually a genius. Which, I don't know how that conversation would go if I ever met someone, known them for a couple weeks, and be like, actually, you're a genius. But then he was like, does your fiance know about this? Like, why dude, come on, not? Dude. <laughs> you know, and then he's like, well, I know we keep things from everything. Like, bro, you are... Not the kind of friend I want hanging around my fiance. Right. I don't Wait. mind my 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 spouse having male friends, but not friends like that. <laughs> well, you know, you know what ruined us as a society, Kev, is the office. Because you're all rooting for a guy to break up a. It might be a bad relationship, but that's not your place. Yes, that is that is the truth of the matter. Yeah, you don't want to admit that, but he was wrong. No, Jim things. was in the wrong. You know, it does, you know, Pam and Roy might have been a bad fit, but it's not Jim's place to go. Absolutely break not. that up. But he looked like John Krasinski, so we let it go. Mm-hmm. And this guy looks like Sam, Sam Whitmore, so we let it go. But yeah, uh, that that whole that whole thing, and, and then Chloe is like, so "Let's keep that between us." Yeah, like, that's, no, absolutely not. If you were telling anyone someone like that who is not your fiance, wife, significant other, that is a problem. But yeah, but also she's like, "Yeah, um, I'm really smart," and it just kind of just happened. No follow-up questions to that? Well... What do you mean this just happened? We all have things underneath the surface, even me. Uh-huh. Do you get it? He's doomsday. But see, he doesn't even know he's doomsday. Yeah, so that's really not enough. That's... I, I actually like that line. I think that's kind of cool. <laughs> <But> <laughs> maybe... Well, maybe he's saying about his feelings for her. Probably. Yeah. He's like, even see, me, I don't maybe. know. Like, I... That's the thing. Like, the whole Davis-Chloe thing, highly... Like, God, these scenes between them are so inappropriate. Yeah, considering Chloe has a fian- Chloe has a fiance, I guess even their like in the first episode he's in like standing on a table getting all close and like ooh this is it's yeah. awkward. I if, I mean, if even if, if, even if you were my year old friend and I was in Whitney's loft, <laughs> yeah. I would not approve of this behavior. Yeah, we're talking about we're talking about this guy doing these things with Clark for Clark, years again. <laughs> forget forget John Krasinski. Let's yeah, our hero of this show spying on people with a telescope. Spying on people. Oh, oh my man. gosh! Relationship advice from Smallville. We were full. We were back in full <laughs> throttle. Do not do what these characters do. But yeah, that, that's kind of where we leave it there between the two of them, just continuing their awkward uh, non-relationship. Yeah. So, so then we go back to the Ace of Clubs. Oliver's having a real binge mm-hmm. <laughs> this time. Clark tells him that the his attacker got arrested, and then uh, you know Clark sees that <laughs> Oliver just. You know, pounding drinks. Yeah, not a good, not a good look, Oliver. But you know, go off. He's like, you know, you just uh, got a lot of poison out of your body. You sure you want to keep putting poison in it? <laughs> that is the most Superman thing to say. I love that. And then he's like, stick to your milkshakes, okay? I'll tell you when I've had enough. Such <laughs> a great like, line, too. These are so good. I love these guys. Like these are people in character. Yeah, like saying that to each other. And so, to me, it's just a this is a Captain America Civil War moment. Between yeah, I want to punch you in your perfect teeth. Yeah, because like. <laughs> That and then Oliver has the red folder that, that Tess uh, gave him. Yeah. And he throws it at Clark and he's like, uh, did you know? And it's 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 Tony and, and yeah, Steve it is. at the end of Captain America talking about Bucky. And Clark doesn't say anything. Which is all but saying yes. Yeah. And he's like, were you going to tell me? Were you afraid of what I w- would have done? I was like, I wouldn't have killed him. Clark and I'm like I don't know man because you kill Lex in a few episodes <laughs> just for revenge on this yeah yeah I, I don't believe that Oliver would not have tried to kill Lionel yeah I, I think 
I don't know. See, that's a tough, I get Superman dilemma, right? He's like, I don't know. Like, yeah. this guy's dead. Because uh, Oliver's like, you were like the son he never had. Surely you knew about this, right? Uh, and that's that's not kind of how he found out. But to Oliver, yeah. it's all the same. I, I, I thought it was odd that Oliver would assume that Clark knew. Um, you know, the, the show makes sense of it. But like, you know, you guys are close, yada, yada, yada. But like, that wouldn't have been my first leap. I would have been upset, but I wouldn't have been like, accusatory more than just curious like hey yeah. did you know about this man because i this is pretty shocking instead of being like do you know about this huh yeah well he that's had a rough day it. yeah yeah and he's drinking he, so he's, he's, <laughs> that's what you do when you have a rough day well i mean he he really throws some tough words at clark he's like you know you're invincible but you're not fearless you're afraid of everything <laughs> it's like I don't, <laughs> oh my I god mean, harsh but maybe accurate a little accurate because yeah, Clark's like he's just taking it there and and um and this is where he says I always remember this too he's like you know what this is where he says all the stuff about the island that you mentioned earlier mm-hmm. and he's like you know maybe your island's still out there Clark <laughs> right and that's Doomsday which yeah. he will of course face in the season finale and then catapult him into being Superman and in the series after eight great years that is where that is where <laughs> we were headed that, I mean that's in 2008 I'm like okay I understand yeah. where we're going now instead of like Doomsday being the death of Superman it's going to be the birth of Superman. On board, I totally. I got you. I got what you're going yeah. for. A show, thank you. Right, and I'm. And when they wrote this, that's exactly what they were <laughs> referencing. Right. Yeah. And I don't know. Is Oliver being too rough on Clark? I mean, maybe he's probably a little drunk too. Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe that's why they made sure to show him downing that shot. Yeah. As soon as Clark comes in. <laughs> but there is absolute truth to that because in, when we're sober, we we let the truth slip out a little bit more sometimes. I mean, when we're not sober. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've had a little bit too much to drink. Sometimes we say things that we, you know, shouldn't say, but we want to say. But but I like the I like the edge between them here. Like they're friends and comrades and stuff, but they're not on the same page about everything. Yeah, which is the way it probably should be when you're working with Superman. Like Superman is always gonna have this viewpoint on life. He just can't help it. <laughs> you know? He he hopes. He sees the good. He keeps trying like Oliver shouldn't be that way. Because that defeats the point of having a Superman. So, no, I like the fact that he's like, you know what? Um, you should have told me this. Uh, you don't get to make a decision on what I was going to do with it. And also, I'm surprised Oliver didn't say, even if I wanted to kill him, that's none of your business. You know, like, who are you to tell me not to? Which would have been a more conflict issue between Superman's role in that right. situation, but or Clark's role, you know. Well, then Oliver goes on the hunt for Lex and uh, does kill him. <laughs> yes! <laughs> so looks like Superman was right about this. So. Yep. But yeah, there there we go. The, the, this is our, you know, dynamic between these guys. And it's it's kind of a it really is kind of a cloud over them the rest of the the rest of the season, even at the very end, right? At the, the you know, we, we talk so much trash about the season's finale, but Clark yeah. has to ask Oliver, like, can I trust you? <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, like, trust? I, yeah, I was gonna say, I was like, yeah, the rest of the show, really, they kind of have this thing between them. Um, that dynamic of like Oliver is very human. <laughs> so that's where we leave them. And then uh, Tess gets her revenge, doesn't she? Yeah. Yeah, we get to see um, Marcos completely in great health after <laughs> getting hit in the face with a converter box or whatever that thing is. Somebody <laughs> knows what it is. That would have killed him. Yeah. That is live electricity, not to mention a ton of metal. And it swung down super fast. Like it didn't drop. It swung into him. But, but, but you know you know why it's okay, though? We're not going to complain about it because we have an awesome Tess revenge moment here, don't we? Oh, yes. No, um, this this is where I knew uh, Tess was legit. Um, so he's getting in a cab. I guess, uh, you know, 
going somewhere. I don't know where he's going. Where's he going? Jack? The airport. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's getting out of town. <laughs> um, but as he's getting in the car, uh, he gets a brush across his hand of the flower, in which he immediately starts getting the effects of, unlike the first time. Unlike that <laughs> one where he dragged yeah. himself to a leech pond. <laughs> and Tess leans into the shot. It is like, who do you think bailed you out? Yeah. And is like, wow. You know, this is um, so oh, such a Luther thing to do. Yeah. It, it it made her look super formidable, very scary because she does it so casually. This is the kind of stuff you would you would love to see Lex do earlier on the show. Oh man. Yeah. And then she's like, uh, I think he's having a heart attack. You better get him to the ambulance. You know, like, what am so I, an ambulance? Good. She's like, do what you want, man. I don't care. <laughs> that is what that is what sealed it for me. She's like, oh, you know, he's not looking too well. You should probably get him to a hospital because she knows she they're knows they're going to give him adrenaline and kill That's him. That's like, incredible. So and she won't be on the hook for it. So she walks off. We see the car drive off. Okay, there's a movie theater behind her. And I'll take a screenshot of this. These are the two movies that are showing. Stolen Intelligence, Confidential Ultimatum. <laughs> Those are the most generic titles. I was gonna say those, those are, are definitely Liam. Those are definitely Liam Neeson movies <laughs> in that universe. Yes, definitely, definitely. <laughs> Liam Neeson is in both of those movies. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> Liam Neeson action movies. So I love them. I I buy them all. I just it's fantastic. So then you know we we see Tess's car drive off. It's no mercy. <laughs> like damn, <laughs> she has reinvented herself. And is owning it in an episode, it. yeah, in an episode, and I love it. Like, what a way to end it! Like, yeah, and that's, that's how it good. ends. That's what I'm saying. I watched this. I was like, yeah, this episode rocks. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good episode. The Superman legend begins in a place called Smallville. You ever feel like your life was supposed to be something different? Secrets. I don't want any record that I was here. Loyalty. I never bet against Clark Kent. Betrayal. What do you want? The world, Mrs. Kent. Destiny. Maybe it's time I stop running from who I really am. Clark Kent, will you marry me? Now you can own every action-packed episode. Doomsday is coming. Plus never-before-seen bonus features. Smallville, old season eight on Blu-ray and DVD. Toxic got a 7.8 out of 10 on IMDb. And Neil Bailey from the Superman homepage gave it a 1 out of of five. See, Neil, see, he was back on board at the beginning of the season, but oh, Neil, he's back to his late season seven um, low scores. But uh, oh, come on, Neil. This and we'll, of course, bad. link this in the social media. You can all read his reviews. And these, these were reviewed during the show's run. During right? the show, I used to read okay. them as, starting in season one. I mean, that's that's why I reference them now. And I, I, I don't know when I kind of fell off, but he was getting so negative and they're getting so long and in depth. I mean, can you can you imagine somebody sitting around talking about like an episode of Small for like two hours, Kev? I mean, get a life first of all. But I did. Oh fall no, off I think I can them. hang out with him. <laughs> but no, I did. I did fall off reading his reviews because I was just yeah. like, and they, to the point they brought in another guy to kind really? of help balance out the the wow. reviews. And then he eventually steps away, and we'll get there soon. But uh, but Neil Bailey is the one who started the reviews, so that's why I keep yeah. referencing his well, score. I was, I was just curious because that a one sounds like someone who's seen Arrow. And going back and reviewing it. But with no context of Arrow, I don't see what the issue is with this episode. It's not like they it's not like they haven't done episodes like this in the show or just in television in general. Like you have a flashback explaining not one but two characters' backstories. 
you have the team in a dynamic where they're at odds with each other and have to come to some kind of conclusion. You have a dilemma with Clark on two ends with revealing his secret to Tess or revealing a secret to Oliver. You get more relationship tension and building and growth between Clark and Lois, which is paralleling, you know, like you said, there's bringing back all these constant, like, yeah, what's bad about this episode? I should write these reviews. I should have wrote this review back today. Here's what he had to say. Okay. All in all, I want my time back. Fully awful, and quite honestly, it brings back all the bad memories of last season and the Green Arrow show. Get back to your focus, Clark, the Mythos character. Then this show will shine again like it did for the last two episodes, one of five. Oh, I get it. He didn't like Oliver being the focal point of the show. It was a Superman show. Yeah. Man, he must have had some hard times watching Arrow then, I'll tell you that. <laughs> oh, man. If he's like, finally, a show for Green Arrow, and then it's not. <laughs> what is Wild Dog doing here? Like, he's like... Yeah, I, uh, if that's his only criticism, then I guess that's just his. That's just his. That's just his opinion, man. You know. <laughs> yeah, I don't see that as a negative when he's your main character in your show, and there's twenty show, twenty episodes a season. We want to learn about. We want to learn about more characters. And it's sad because he had liked the last two episodes, like he said. But um, yeah, so anyway, one out of five for Neil Bailey. Um, yeah. Kev on the letter grade scale, what would you give Toxic? No, man, I'm giving this an A. I'm sorry, Mr. Bailey. Um. No, I like like I mean I kind of just gave my rundown as I was as you were looking up the review there. I think this is this does well on several fronts. Yeah, we can poke fun at the production of the island and how he didn't have his hair growth, and we can do all those things. But this is Smallville. You know what I'm saying? This is Smallville. This is Smallville. So you know, take it easy. 2008. An A, man. I um, I don't know. You're you're making me you're making me want to raise my grade now. I um. (laughs) Well, I can I can reinforce my points. I I I can be my defense attorney for for my, for my other grade. <laughs> I don't know. I, I was thinking I was thinking like a B B plus, but uh, I think I'll, I'll go with the B plus. Okay, I'll go with the B plus because like w- this was a very delightful episode. Yeah. Um there was some cheesiness in the flashbacks and whatnot, and didn't quite live up. To, obviously, I mean it's really unfair to compare that to Arrow, but even like just. Yeah. Like we talked about for a while there, story-wise, I, I kind of like this origin almost better <laughs> for, for Oliver Queen. And um, yeah, I, uh, a very troubled episode, if not really just cemented Tessa's place in this universe, uh, yeah, especially I mean, her connections to Oliver and the interactions with Clark and all that. Like, I, I am really liking this new status quo we have in season eight with all these guys. Yeah, even without the flashbacks, even without seeing the origin, you know, maybe, you know, like, like if there's no flashback and we learned that Tessa and Oliver had a past when she hands him the folder. This is still a fine episode. Like, just the dynamic that Clark has put in. And maybe, you know, like I said, we kind of pulled that out ourselves. Like, oh, man, Clark definitely should have had more of an issue with going to get the antidote. And, like, you know, more of the dilemma of his character, um, which they didn't make a forefront. Obviously, Miss Carolyn drives a third draft of this. We would have had an A+. But, um, yeah, I, I I don't think it's a bad episode at all. Yeah, it's funny because watching season eight back in the day, I remember like loving the first half, right? And then just over time, I thought back at post in a post era world. I'm like, I yeah. remember when Smallville tried to do that origin, <laughs> right? And then I like go back and watch it on its own merit. I'm like, no, I remember why I like this so much. So, A for you, B plus for me. Mm-hmm. Let's go to the tally board. We have a plus one for episode title, seven episode. Mm-hmm. That brings us to 63. We have a plus one for hospital visit because uh, of Oliver's girlfriend, RIP. Yep. That brings us to 118. Oh my God. We have a plus one for injection count because Davis Pulp Fiction's Oliver at the end. Yes, he does. That brings us to 50. 
Got a plus one for knockout to keep Clark's secret. That brings us to also 50 uh, for when Tess gets knocked out. And we have a shirtless Oliver plus one on the island. That brings us to four. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bechtel test. No. I think it's a fail because yeah. Lois and Tess talk about Oliver. Oliver. Lois and Chloe talk about Oliver. Oliver. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean, we have a lot of strong female characters going on here. Just they they just they keep talking everything talking about, about men. Of, so. Talking about the men. <laughs> so that so that's what the Bechtel test, right? It's, it's it can be deceiving sometimes, right? And 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 what it and what the yeah. rules are and what it represents. Because so, these are very these are three very strong female characters. Yeah. So it's not like it's it's a good litmus test to have, and that's why I like asking it on every episode. Yeah. But it's not necessarily like a a, a signal of if Misogyny. it's a good episode for women. Yeah. Right? Yes. There we go. Exactly. Perfect word for that. Yeah. But man, there you go. That is toxic. And as I said off the top, uh, one of the episodes that my opinion and memory failed me and really turned around on this. And I really enjoyed uh, talking about the, this Arrow flashback episode with you, Kev. Man, I, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So if people want to hear you talk about more Arrow flashback <laughs> episodes, where can they find you? Out there in other places? Uh, you can find me on the Always Two Network. I am on a podcast with a longtime friend of the pod, uh, Lance Lasseter. We talk about Always on Arrow, all the things that make Arrow, Arrow. Uh, we are currently going through season five. So we just got through all the bad stuff. <laughs> and it's only sunshine from here. So yeah, no, uh, find us over there um, on wherever you get your uh, your podcast at these days. Um, Spreaker, uh, I do on Google Podcasts myself. And you can find us on Twitter at Do Not Fail Our Pod. What else you got going on out there, Kev? Oh, also on the network. If you want to talk about another podcast that's talking about Star Wars, always on to Star Wars with myself and my co-host Chris Fuchs as we are going through all of the Disney canon new Star Wars. I know. Please relax. It's okay. We also talk about the old legend stuff too because we're huge Star Wars nerds. And uh, we just want to celebrate and love on one of the things that brought a lot of people together, Star Wars. Yeah, and you guys are doing a great job with both those shows. I'm really enjoying Thanks, listening man. to them and uh, revisiting Arrow and, of course, uh, hearing about Star Wars. So you, you yes. guys have kind of become a... a, a a Star Wars Disney Plus companion show at this point with all the content. Yeah, they keep coming out. out. Yeah, so <laughs> we love they slow it down, it'll we'll, we'll spread around the, the content a little more, but it's great. Yeah. So I really, really, really enjoy it. I know a lot of other people look forward to their, uh, you know, your your reactions to all these uh, episodes that are there. I think more Star Wars com- content has come out in the last uh, year of our lives than it had uh, our entire lives up to that point. <laughs> Probably, yeah. You're <laughs> yeah, right. Up the time, right? So anyway. <laughs> All right, well, that's going to do it for us this time. We'll be back next week talking about instinct. But until then, always hold on to Hold On to Smallville as part of the Always Hold On To network of podcasts and brought to you by listeners like you. Chris Fuchs, Kefonte Chillis, Darren Kirscht, Joey Deanberg, JJ Hodges, DJ Duena, Casey Vosch, Isaiah Goodridge, Corey Moore, Nathan Rothatcher, Thomas Navin, Andrew Parker, Adam Sullins, Mark Idsfoppen, Patricia Carrillo, Michael Hartford, Jim Crawford, Megan Rich, 
Marie Humphrey, Nathan McKenzie, Jason Skipper, Steve Rogers, Joe Mikendo, Atif Sheik, Molly Ficarella, John Curcio, Dylan D'Antonio, James Lee, Joe Michael, Jason Davis, Patrick Bravo, Jacob Stevenart, Dana Bias, Alex Ramsey, Crystal Dungeon, Rob O'Connor, Tay Tay, Nick Ryan Magdoza, Eddie Bissell, Jim Thomas, Nicholas Fansler, Clunk Kent, Stephanie Ronsley, John Long, Tom Gerke, Nicholas Coso, Jared Gibbs, Anthony Anderson, Jasmine McGilley, Keith Falls, James Hart, Anthony Desiato, Crystal Cross, and Jake C. Thank you so much to all these patrons. And you can become a patron by going to patreon.com slash alwaysmallville with one S. Hope to see you there. Always Fall Into Smallville's theme music is by Lance Laster, and our podcast art is by Tom Gerke. You can follow us on Twitter at alwaysmallville with one S. You can find us on Facebook at Always Fall Into Smallville, and you can send us an email at alwaysmallville at gmail.com, once again, with one S. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.